Welcome to the 78th episode of the Nerdum and Other Nonsense Anime Podcast. Today, we are bringing you the second half of our winter 2019 season first impressions, based on the first few weeks of shows. As always, we include timestamps in the description of the YouTube video and the podcast feed below. If you only want to hear about one or two specific shows, since you're a little bitch, apparently, because there's literally only a few shows that are good this season, so... (laughs) And since we spoil like literally everything, uh, then I guess skip to that part because we'll list them. Whatever. My name is Kat, and I want to be a magnificent girly fighter pilot. Ugh. Hell yeah. Never in my life will I be a girly fighter pilot and need a man to tame me so that I can be useful. Ooh. But we'll have that conversation in a second. With me are my co-hosts, Leo and Become. What's up? Hey, how's it going, everybody? I still like my original <laughs> intro for you better. Actually, if you had just written that and not let me pre... That would have been funny. But <laughs> what yeah. was it? I was going to say, my name is Kat, and I skew the rankings so that I get the shows I want <laughs> watched. <laughs> you got to be sly. Which is I'm what slithering. you were... You, you just like flout admitted it to me. I'm like, no. Become... I mean, at least I'm honest. At <laughs> least I don't... Lurk in the shadows like you last season, being like, ooh, let me manipulate things behind the scenes. No, at least I came out and was like, I'm going to manipulate this so it's best for me. She's like, I'm going to move around the wind higher so that we get to watch it. I was like, oh, fuck you. It would have, it's going to happen. It's Run with the Wind is happening, Leo. There's nothing you can do to stop it. You're going to watch goddamn Run in the Wind with us. We're going to park you in front of the screen every week while you cry yeah. and you're gonna watch the damn show okay just well, deal with there it. might be a worse show that i already know we're gonna watch so i we'll know get to i it. know you're gonna make me watch that which that'll be my suffering neither of us is gonna be happy okay leo it's a light season we're all gonna suffer a little bit exactly yep. uh how about the itunes review cat Ooh, oh we got a five-star review. review okay so we got a new itunes review this week and it is from over infinity 984 from the u.s okay so it says the comprehensive package excellent podcast with great hosts damn right spoiler filled but great for keeping up to date with the current seasonal lineup if i got the podcast out on time (laughs) (laughs) sorry about the last few weeks over infinity Oh, I've been busy. There's going to be a lot coming out very soon. All you viewers, go on Becomes Twitter and and tweet him. Where is it, Become? Where's the podcast? Yeah, he's holding out. Seriously, do it. Do it. Okay. I really shouldn't shit on you. I should just... (laughs) I should help you. Anyway, this is where you go. Back to the review, by the way. Sorry, Over Infinity. (laughs) <laughs> this is where you go if you want to see an initial episode of anime but aren't sure if you should follow it week to week i added the week to week part because <laughs> i wanted it to be a more comprehensive sentence <laughs> over infinity thank you for writing a non-comprehensive you, sentences infinity. about us that were very nice <laughs> <laughs> i love you over infinity i'm sorry that i'm an obsessive english major it she only took uh about a f- no, it's a three-sentence par- uh, paragraph and stretched it into, like, five minutes with added commentary. That's, that's what we English majors do. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Anybody get up to any nonsense? Uh, 
Yeah. You guys go first while I think about mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, just stupid work stuff. They don't want us to work overtime over the weekend, so they're trying to just do incidental during the week, and then we end up working Saturday anyways. And it's a freaking pain in the butt, because if you work a 12-hour shift, you don't have time to do anything after work. You have enough time to eat and get to bed. Yikes. Yeah. Just let us work Saturday and Sunday, please. Just That's play this podcast for your bosses. Yeah, and also makes it very hard to do a podcast because I don't know when I'm supposed to watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Leo. Yeah. Well, I woke up to in my house on Wednesday because okay, so everyone in Indiana, I don't know if y'all who aren't who aren't living in the Midwest know about this. The polar we vortex. Had like a, we had this thing called the polar vortex, which all sounds very sinister. It really just meant like it got to what negative. 10 negative 20 something like that it got stupid cold and then the high the next day was five and then it went back into the negatives overnight pretty much uh, people in michigan maybe a couple people in illinois and ohio experienced it too but really that's it <laughs> yeah but yeah so i woke up everyone had already canceled everything so like my work had said yeah don't come in like i had a doctor's appointment scheduled for that day they were like yeah fuck this you can't come in <laughs> I was like, shit. The only thing so, that canceled around here was no school. I still had to go to work. <laughs> well, yeah, they were like, don't come in. So I was like, okay. Um, so I woke up knowing I didn't have to go to work and my power was out. <laughs> and it had been out for a while. And it was over, I think it was like negative like 12 at that point. So it was really fucking cold in my apartment. And it continued to be off for another six hours. So it just kept getting colder and fucking colder in my apartment. Do you know actually how cold it got inside? Uh, I don't because I don't have a temperature that I can't carry around in my hand to test it. Okay. Oh, you didn't check just, the thermostat as soon as it kicked back on or nothing? No, I just was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I walked around my house <laughs> saying, fuck, fuck, fuck. You could have just cuddled with your husky. I bet you he was happy. Well, she, she was, and we. Uh, what I did was I put every fucking blanket in my house on my bed and just like huddled there. It was okay, <laughs> um, but then it finally did turn back on, and I was like, "Thank fucking god!" And I like ran around my house. Celebrating. But it was out because of the cold. That's that's was, the yeah, crazy it was, thing. It was basically too cold for the power to function. Not because of a storm, because of it was too fucking cold. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you get up to, Become? My nonsense has been going back like 20 years, and that's mm -hmm. me being a New York Knicks fan, which Ouch. is really a bad place to be, especially this week. Uh, the New York Knicks have been bad for a very, very long time. They're like comically badly run sports they have their basketball movie, franchise. Though, with Whoopi Goldberg? They did Eddie, I think it was called. <laughs> it wasn't a very good movie. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so we got really excited a couple years ago because we drafted, we'd had the top five pick in the draft. And we drafted this guy from Latvia named Kristaps Porzingis. And like he kind of got booed at the draft because the draft was in New York and like nobody knew who the hell he was or like a lot of stupid Knicks fans didn't know. But he instantly turned out to be like an extremely exciting player, like seven foot three guy, extremely athletic, can shoot three pointers, like block shots. He's like the full package. Mm -hmm. um, but we had nobody around him, so we were losing a lot of games anyway the past couple of years. And then he got injured. He got an ACL injury, his knee. Uh, and he's been out for like almost a year now. And it's coming up to like the NBA trade deadline. And he sits down with the management of the Knicks and says, 
hey, so at the end of this season, I'm not going to sign a long-term contract with this team. I'm only going to sign what's called the qualifying offer, which will allow him to return for one year because he's a restricted free agent. There's all sorts of weird restrictions on free agency in NBA to allow teams to keep players for a little bit longer, at least. But since he said that, we had to go into panic mode and realize like, okay, he's not in our long-term plans. So we need to trade the one great hope of our franchise this past couple like days we traded him for basically cap space which is like mm. the potential of signing really good players this summer except the Knicks never really sign good players because mm. nobody wants to play for the Knicks because we <laughs> basically, suck the Knicks are got stuck in a tough spot unfortunately for them yeah basically, basically. the Knicks got broken up with by their best player he's <laughs> yep. like it's not you it's me <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> That's exactly what happens. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> so as a Knicks fan, I feel dumped. And so I've have, I've been dealing with that rejection this week. It's been sad. But uh good prospects on the horizon, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> oh uh, god. I'm just imagining the Knicks as like an angry, like dumped lover in the streets being like, Good prospects, I'll find a better one. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll find someone even better than you. And like that, that player's like, yeah, right, dude. Okay. You haven't even seen me at my best. Uh, oh, God. Anyway, so <laughs> screw basketball. Let's get back to anime. <laughs> uh, Thursdays we're talking about. So the first show we've got to talk about is Girly Air Force. Why did you write known as fucking bullshit show that we've seen a thousand times again. Indeed. Like, this is not anything new. This is the same shit. It reminds me of that show from a couple of years ago. You remember the one where the girl, like, drinks gasoline and then <laughs> she turns? Like a, is that a commercial? I think that's a commercial or something. It, I thought it or was like a, a real short. anime. I just remember seeing that clip all the time and I forget what it's from. But, like, yeah. But it's the same bullshit, right? It's like, hot girls turn into aircraft and then turn back they must be controlled by a man because they can't be they can't do it themselves like what the fuck and, and yet becom managed to write a page about this so uh, well, yeah what what do you have to say about it becom apparently that anime is called henke shoujo where she drinks the gasoline and turns into a car i knew it was an anime i was like i'm pretty sure it is i don't know if it's a short or what so okay so first of all yeah girly air force is a light novel adaptation by studio satellite who are terrible and the director is katsumi ono who worked on symphagear and like a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh. And like Izakai, Izakaya, apparently. That's kind of funny. A uh, very different show. So I mentally dropped this show exactly five minutes and 45 seconds in, even though I watched the rest of episode one and episode two. And so I'll, t- I'll talk about like why leading up to that I dropped this or like mentally was done. So it starts off with some really lackluster like visuals where like that immediately had me on guard because like there are these people are on like a cargo freighter and they're escaping Shanghai, China because this mysterious military called the Zai is like after them. And these fighter planes are like attacking the refugees on the ship, basically. Mm-hmm. Um 
And there's this main guy who's trying to escape. His name is Kay, and he's with a girl named Minghua. And basically, they're trying to get off the boat, and, like, Kay is having these, like, flashbacks. It took me a while to understand it was a flashback, because, like, there's these Zai fighters, right, that are flying around that can move in, like, every fucking direction, because they're, like, really advanced fighters. Um, and, like, there's this weird flashback where Kay sees one of them, like, fire down or shoot down a Cessna, like, little, like, tiny, like, fixed plane propeller aircraft at an air show. It turns out later that's he's remembering his mother got shot down. And so that's why he hates the Zai. Uh, they just shot her down in an air show. Like, why the fuck would they do that? That's like the shittiest thing ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in the middle of them escaping, there's this super like sleek red fighter jet that launches and like takes down one of the Zai aircraft. And it's like really super cool. And there's like initial D music playing over the whole dogfight. <laughs> um, and like, so yeah, long story short, after the plane gets shot down, the Zai fighter, the other one like bugs out and the red fighter plane like just drops out of the sky and falls into the water right near Kay's uh, rescue boat. And so he like opens the door to the rescue boat and goes and swims over to the fighter plane and like knocks on the canopy is like, are you okay? Are you all right? And like, so the cockpit opens up and of course there is just a beautiful pink-haired maiden inside the cockpit. This is how the it always works. Girl you'll ever see. It always works like this. Come on, guys. Yeah, Every time. You know. Like, if Tom Cruise was a cute anime girl, this would be her. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's never, like, some bald old dude with, like, a big beer belly, like, scratching, like, his hairy chest. No, it's it's always a hot anime Fucking girl. Fucking fried chicken stains on his wife, <laughs> yeah, Peter. it's always a hot anime girl. That's the only thing that could possibly appear. And she's unconscious until he, like, makes a bunch of noise and she immediately awakens. And what is the first thing she does? She puts her hand gently on Kay's cheek, leans in, and kisses him deeply. And that was five minutes and 45 seconds in where I was like, all right, this show's fucking stupid. Yep, yep. Well, it, doesn't it just basically come down to, like, he's got the childhood friend. And so mm -hmm. they're refugees from China in Japan, which I actually thought was the best part was the fact that that was the storyline mm -hmm. was them being ref refugees. Even if it is, like you said, unrealistic, at yeah. least it's a good storyline. Um, so it's basically ends up being like the childhood friend versus this hot anime plane chick <laughs> who, who will win his affections. So it's basically like a harem where that these two hot as fuck girls fight over this stupid like nose picking idiot damn if i didn't know better i think i would think cat's nothing. seen anime before yeah as he literally does nothing and stumbles around and somehow becomes invaluable to the military that's exactly what's going to happen every man's anime. dream Every so, yeah, it, was, it was funny because like Kat was saying, this this anime expects us to believe that Japan is taking in thousands of Chinese refugees because of this war. Whereas like I looked up this Business Insider article from like April of uh, 2018 that indicated that in 2017, Japan accepted 20 refugees. 20! <laughs> 20 out of, refugees out of 19,000 some 20. applications that's almost worse that's actually worse than us i thought we were one of the worst oh, ones no, not even close oh, we, we accept many many more like and 20. over the five years prior to like 2018 fewer than 100 total refugees Fucking 20 japan <laughs> 20 
We should get a rolled up newspaper and smack their nose for that. That's some bullshit. So I was, I was just like laughing when they were like, oh, yeah, Japan's taking in all these Chinese refugees. Because I was like, as if that would actually happen. Well, and, and the Japanese and the Chinese hate each other. Yeah. Like, that would never yeah, work. Yeah, they're not on good terms. <laughs> the, so, oh, yeah. So. so, okay, other fun stuff about this stupid show is so the girl's plane. Well, also, technically, the girl, as we find out later, kind of is the plane because she is like an interface called an anima and the plane is called a daughter. <laughs> and so but Ugh. like basically in mind and soul, she is like the heart of the plane. The plane doesn't fly without her. So like essentially the show is set up so Japanese plane otaku can fuck the plane. And that's that's yeah, really what the much. show's about. <laughs> yeah, it's like, did you did you ever want to feel like your dick was invaluable to the plane functioning? <laughs> yep. Watch this anime, because in this anime, without his dick and without his basically like preferring her over his childhood think, friend, the plane you, won't work anymore. Haven't you made this argument before? <laughs> it sounds very sure familiar what, what to me. Actually came to you from the military, PCOM, and was like, "Listen, we need your gold shiny dick in order to make our fighter pilots like work. Okay, we need them to make our fighter but planes function." But the cute function. chick comes with it, right? Yeah, but like you, he's, to- you are, he's you totally have to be on board. On call, like a stud, twenty four hours a day to fuck whatever plane needs to go in the air next. <laughs> That sounds like a really good deal to me, honestly. Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't see a problem here. Like, what if you had to be woken up? Like, what if you're, like, taking a shit and you have to be like, oh, shit, I gotta go now? I guess. I mean. What if, what if like, every four job of has them its had risks. to go off? What if like, four of them had to go off, like, at the same time and you had to quickly try and get them all in? Uh, for king and country, obviously. I will do my little <laughs> So, okay, she is specifically... This would have actually been better as a hentai. They should have made this Maybe. a hentai. It is, it's borderline a hentai. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, specifically, she is a JAS-39 Gripen, which is a Swedish uh, fighter pilot craft. Um, and I actually know a lot about this plane, kind of, because when I was on vacation in uh, Florida, I was meeting up with some of my relatives who are from Sweden. And we were going to these, like... Um, like air aircraft like museums for like world war ii and on like aircraft and we ended up talking about like swedish aircraft because like my swedish relatives wanted to be like oh well we have really good fighter planes too blah 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 and so they were laughing though because in 1993 one of them was actually at this water festival in stockholm sweden where a gripen crashed right in the middle of stockholm there's youtube footage of it so you can look at it because it had a faulty flight control system that would just like go scatterbrained and like turn <laughs> off. <laughs> and so like the pilot had to eject. Luckily, nobody was injured by this crash. Like so right in the middle of the, the thing. the character is kind of based off yes. the actual plane itself. Exactly. So the reason the girl is scatterbrained is because the actual plane's flight system is scatterbrained. And it's like the inside joke for like Jet Otaku that that's why she's like <laughs> so like off. Um, so yeah, that, that part was kind of funny so that to me. that just makes me wonder if the other girls are going to have like the same thing going for them. 
Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. I assume they'll have like little quirks based on their planes. I also didn't like that. Like, so there's this scene where Minghua breaks down crying because K has like gone to the airbase and like he's he wants to join the like JASDF to like join the Air Force. And she's like, you're the only person in this country that I know. You can't leave me behind to go to the military. But we learned like earlier in the episode that they're like living at K's grandfather's house. And like, mm-hmm. she seems to know the grandfather because like he told her like, oh, you didn't, you don't need to do all this putting on a like maid outfit and like doing the gardening around the house. Like you're my guest. But like, apparently like she's the only, like Kay is the only one she really knows. I, I, I just thought that was like lessened by the fact that clearly they're living with somebody they know. So like that just seemed like dumb. I don't know. Um I don't do I have anything else. Like the girl, the main girl just reminds me of the main character of like the pet girl of Sakura. So where she's just like extremely dumb, uh, Man, sleepy. That was many, many, many. That was a couple years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a while back. But like, I always think of that girl when it's like this character type where it's like the beautiful maiden who has like nothing in her head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I see all these faults you guys are picking up, but I'm I was still kind of interested in the show. Mm-hmm. Of course you were, Leo. <laughs> Of Explain. Course. Of course. Why? Why? Of course. Because you, you're the same person who passed that battle show with all the big titted girls. <laughs> <laughs> what? Our, our <laughs> girls, Machiavellian. Yeah, yeah, uh, that one. There was nothing. I God, I have to keep using this argument. There was nothing better that season. That oh was, my that God, Leo, There was. had to have been something better than that show. Don't <laughs> talk bullshit to me. You know exactly so, why you passed that show. It had to do. With what was like right on her chest. Come on. <laughs> Let's be real. That There are two reasons why you passed that show. And they were both bouncing in your face in the first episode while you watched it. <laughs> well, torturing Beacom was definitely one of them, yeah, too. Yeah, that was definitely a, a big part of it as well. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm legitimately, like, I kind of like the relationship between Kay and Ming-Wa. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of, I mean, if that literal situation happened, I guess it's kind of believable. Uh, you know, and I'm also curious about like the enemies. We don't know anything about them, who they are, even the, the aliens, or are they some like rogue force? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I think the show looks fine. The plane fight was whatever, but it's no uh, magne- magnificent uh, Kotobuki. I do like the mystery behind why uh, Gripping keeps falling asleep after like three hours and why the other soldiers don't seem to like her. Yeah. Uh, if, if this season wasn't as slow and bad as it is, I probably wouldn't have actually given this anime as much thought as I did because <laughs> mm-hmm. like I'm grasping for like good shows and trying to find anything. <laughs> I will say I can tell they're trying to sell a lot of merchandise with this anime sure, yeah. because like all of the girls that, and I'm sure there's going to be a ton. Cause if you see the, the OED, it's like full of these other hot chicks. Yeah. Into yeah there's at least three fighter playing girls. So yeah. Yeah. And they all like have their own colors and aesthetic. And like, I can just see the models now <laughs> and they'll all cost $200 each. <laughs> oh God. So, yep. Pretty much. As all of the models that are expensive cost. Yeah. And yeah. the second, the only thing I'll mention in the second episode, there's a stupid thing where, uh, the commander of like at the air base, like sends Grippin over to his house with <laughs> orders to just like, do whatever he wants to do with you. Do not disobey him. Like you are not to resist anything he wants. Because like basically he realizes that the the like uh, what's her name Drippin like won't power up anymore unless she's like turned on by K. Like like we were saying. So like now he just wants them to like bed down because like uh, for, like because he needs his stupid fighter plane to work. Um, so yeah, it's really dumb. It's really stupid. Anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Let's yeah, move on. The next show's stupid too. It is. The quintessential <laughs> quintuplets, uh, Gotobun no Hanayome, is based off a manga. It's from uh, Tezuka Productions Studio. And the director is Satoshi Kuwahara, who also did Dagashikashi 2, uh, Blackjack from 2004, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel. So I've, I do read this manga and it's, it's really dumb. Some of the <laughs> girls are just like straight up bitches. Uh-huh. And then, oh, you know, of course she falls in love with them anyways. And they do, they keep doing the same stupid gag where they'll all change their hairstyle. So they all look alike. And they're like, Hey, can you tell which ones, which ones who, if you can, then you must really care for them and like them. And like, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. This is the fifth time you guys have done this already. Stop it. Stop it. They just don't have any more ideas. Cause yeah, they all look exactly the same except for their hair. Basically. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he even does something in like episode two where he goes to like Yotsuba, who's like the cutie airheaded one and is like, Hey, can you furrow your, furrow your brows for a second? And, like when she does, she looks exactly like Itsuki, like the main girl with red hair. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, that's, that's like the whole joke. And the, the other mystery of the show is like, we're introduced to him marrying one of them. And oh, yeah, yeah, we just see which one. Yeah, is which marriage. one is it? She has red hair, Ooh. so is it Itsuki? I don't know. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. The main guy, he's like this incredibly cheap dude because his family doesn't have much money, they're in debt. Uh, he like goes to school and like he's figured out that if he orders like the beef combo but without the beef, like he gets more than just ordering rice, so that's like his go to meal. Um, and he like sits down at the same time as this like rich girl named Itsuki who has like a, like a really nice lunch and all this stuff. She like bought like, I don't know, $10 worth of lunch compared to his $2. And he's like really upset. Uh, and then he figures out basically that she needs a tutor, but like, he's like made a bad impression on her already. So he needs to make it up to her somehow. Long story short, he gets to their house to like go tutor her and it turns out they're like she has four other identical sisters. They're quintuplets and they're all terrible students and they all don't want to be tutored. If you had to pick one, which one? Uh, <laughs> I think the one <laughs> that's voiced by hard. Kana Hanazawa, which is Ichika. She's the one who has the room all the way at the end of the hallway with like the, the huge mess and she's just sleeping naked. Oh, the one with yeah. the short hair. Yeah, I think I would yeah. probably pick her at first, though I like uh, Miku as well, the girl with, like, the, the headphones. Yeah, who, that's I think that's my favorite, probably. She's fun. She gets a lot of focus in episode two, because, like, me. So, basically, he's going to go one by one and convince these girls that, like, they need to be, t- he needs to be their tutor. And, like, he's going to find a way in. Um, it was like that show a bunch of seasons back with that little kid who became a tutor. Uh, oh god I can't remember what it was called like the royal tutor I think it was called it's basically the mm. exact same thing except with more harem shenanigans um, I think we put cat to sleep <laughs> this, this show is so boring guys come on it's just like it's a, just a, a harem ecchi yeah I, I don't yeah. even know like does it even have a plot it, it doesn't like come on well what about his like little sister though cat with her, <laughs> her oh, ridiculous wow. like hair like style like where it just like pops up like three feet out of her head <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm, what was that i'm sorry exactly yeah it's so good uh the second episode gets into miku and it's like oh she's really into sengoku jidai like warlords so that's like futara's like in to like get 
her interested in learning. Also, he makes them all take a collective test, right? And it turns out that none of them get the same two answers right. But between the five of them, they got every uh, question on the test correct. So, like, together, they could all be good and they could all teach each other. Blah, blah, blah. It's really dumb. It's a stupid harem show. It's got lots of boobs and, like, fan service. You might it like it. It has boobs. It does have boobs. <laughs> and there are twins. You can imagine yourself fucking all of the quintuplet girls. But you might not know which one is which. Which could yeah, lead to something. but does it matter when they're going, ah, ah, ah. It doesn't matter. It probably doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, uh, any other thoughts on that, Leo, before we move on? No. Okay. Don't don't watch it, people. Save yourself. Unless you're unless yeah. you're going to enjoy trash watching. Yeah, if you just want to have fun exception. with like an edgy harem, there's <laughs> worse you can do with this. Like I had more fun with this. Like I don't think there's anything like really uh, aggressively offensive about this show. Is like which is like an s- extremely low bar, <laughs> but like <laughs> given some of the edgy harems we've had recently, like I think this is more enjoyable than a lot. So yeah. Anyway, okay. Grimm's notes the animation. Ugh. Um, uh, this me- <laughs> show is also a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I could not even follow it very well. Like, mm-hmm. apparently, the plot of the first episode is there's a girl, but she and she looks sweet, but she's actually an evil girl. But then, oh, don't we feel bad for her anyway? Well, she's literally <laughs> Red Riding Hood. Well, uh, she's like an incarnation of Red Riding Hood because there's also a grandmother in the show who was the original Little Red Riding Hood. Oh gosh. Basically, this, it's just it's a group of you follow a group of adventurers who go from Disney versions of fairy tales and fix them when a chaos teller messes up their stories. It's, it's like it's like That's Japan it saw yeah. Disney Disney movies and was like, you know what we should do? We should make these Disney characters into magical girls, and then they can like all join their powers. Oh in my some god, the one guy of course pose. turns into Alice too. I'm like, god oh, damn, come on, Japan you know with Alice. They, God, they're obsessed. I know. They do the magical girl (laughs) pose thing. And I'm like, what? You can't? No. Like, stop (laughs) it. Yeah. I was mad. And then, like, the second episode, it's on, like, Don Quixote's story as well. And so... Uh, because he solved Red Riding Hood's problems in the first episode, in the second episode, he tur- he summons Red Riding Hood instead of Alice at the end to like use yeah. her to win the fight. So what's going to help him by turning into Don Quixote's in the next episode? Because he wasn't know. powerful. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty dumb. I just dumb. don't think that the, the, the plot is even that good. Like you have these... Like, it's not you no. know fairy tale characters and then everyone is supposed to know what they're gonna do for the rest of it like i don't know it just i can't yeah, and it I doesn't didn't give, seem to be put together very well like it could give, have been yeah. good and i was a little excited for it but it's just not that good and i didn't care who these main characters were at all yes yeah. exactly leo exactly yeah. like who You're cares like, about this little yeah. rpg party of like four people like obviously <laughs> yes this is based on a mobile game rpg from square enix like as you would expect this, which yeah. as as we've resolved is the one of the main rules of our podcast it's based on a mobile game run the fuck away <laughs> yeah yeah one of the only interesting parts of this is that like the the idea that fairy tale characters are locked into their life's path from birth like these like reincarnations of red riding hood are destined to live out that like destiny that they've planned for them but that idea was like way more interestingly explored in an actually good anime called princess tutu so i highly mm-hmm. suggest checking that out instead of this if you want to watch something similar um, I don't think we ever said this is from Studio Brainspace, who like I I don't remember the last time they did a good show. Now, 
uh, and director Seiki Sugawara from Defrag and uh, Rene. So, yeah, I don't know. There's just nothing going for this one. I'm not interested. And yep. I just realized I fucking forgot to watch the two episodes of Car Curry Circus. I didn't. I forgot to watch them too. <laughs> Listen, we all know that the show is now a piece of shit. Right. We None we of were- us want to watch it. It makes me physically ill to imagine having to sit down and watch Car Curry Circus. I'm not oh, doing it. Who was, was it? JD who said, yeah, like episode 15 is just like so bad and insane so batshit insane just like so bad <laughs> and i saw like a tweet like today or yesterday from i think james beckett of ann who's still watching the show and said something like i figured it out car curry circus is actually like a uh, games done quick speed run of the manga <laughs> where the narrators have figured out ways to just like glitch through large sections of chapters in the manga and like come out on the oh other side God. that makes sense that's what it feels like it's like just skipping large swaths of the manga Ooh. so yeah, we were really down on this at the end of last season i don't think anything in episodes 13 or 14 was going to resurrect this one i feel bad about not seeing it but when, when oh a well. show goes this bad i almost feel like it's should be excusable for for them to all convene in a meeting and they should have like a special word for a meeting like this kind of like how like we in the u.s have like a or like in in england don't they have like a no confidence vote oh yeah Mm -hmm. for like they should have an equivalent of that for anime right (laughs) where like in the middle of the season they can all get together and just have a no confidence vote of the anime (laughs) the whole staff can and then they can just all agree that they're not going to go anymore because no one is watching it and everyone hates it. Yeah. And just then I'll walk away and go help all of the other shows who desperately need animators. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good policy. It could I think be. that actually should be adopted. <laughs> it would have to be like the anime production committees would have to be the one mostly making those decisions, unfortunately, because they control all the money strings. But I don't know. Yeah, that one's not good. So let's move on to it's Fridays. Uh, oh, no. Where we have Boogie Pop and others. Let me introduce this one. So Japanese title, Boogie Pop wa Warawanai. Wa- wa- That's a hard word to pronounce. It's the 2019 version because there is a 2000 show also called Boogie Pop wa Warawanai. It's based on the light novel, uh, which is extremely famous. Like one of the original super popular light novels from Japan. Uh, the studio is Madhouse. And the director is Shingo Natsume, who uh, is director of One Punch Man, uh, Space Dandy, and Akka. Also noteworthy Space is... Space Dandy! Yeah, music by Kensuke Ushio, who did the music for Space Dandy, Liz and the Bluebird, Ping Pong the Animation, and Devilman Crybaby. Incredibly good, like, talented uh, music composer. So, what do you guys think about okay. this show? In the first episode, I really didn't have an opinion yet. I didn't know what where the show is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one good thing to say about the show is I really like the ED. The ED banging. is really good, actually. Yeah. I actually kind of like the OP as well. It's and, nice. Yeah. And at the end of episode one, I was like, okay. I was I, actually intrigued at the end of episode yeah, one. Yeah, I was like, I can watch this. I want to see what happens in episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I watched episode two, and I wanted to throw my fucking computer monitor. <laughs> what because, okay, the in, in hell was going one, on? At the end, right? They say... Oh, I'm le- the the boogie pop or whatever says like I'm leaving now because the threat is gone. Yeah, right. So I don't need to be here anymore. And you're like, okay. 
And then they go into episode two. They don't tell you that episode two is part of a flashback. They just go into it. Mm-hmm. You feel it. It feels like it's just a continuation from the very last episode. Not a fucking flashback. Yeah. And then, it, I was it, halfway it through no the episode with both my hands on my head trying to figure out what the fuck. And I was like, this, this has to be a flashback, right? This is the only <laughs> way this can be remotely explainable, right? And like, I think finally at three three quarters of the way in that finally says something about a flashback but then even then like shit just happens that doesn't make any fucking sense mm-hmm. I it, was it's just there are parts wow. of this anime where you are so confused because they keep changing the timeline and they don't tell you they're changing the timeline you have no idea what's going on maybe if we had watched <laughs> I have not watched the original Boogie Pop and so I think maybe maybe there's something we're missing in it no that so you would know the, the original mm-hmm. Boogie Pop is based off the first light novel, but it's basically a spinoff. It's not – it doesn't like closely follow like the story of the light novel. So you're supposed to be, watch, be able to watch this show completely without having watched that. Well, um, I, I heard that. But like from watching the show, it's so confusing that the only thing I can think is that there must be something we're missing. Because no one would write a show that's this confusing plot-wise. Well, yeah. there was also something really, really weird I can figure out. So – the one of the characters, the girl, Token Miyashita. Yeah. She was killed in the flashback, but she was alive in the first episode. Or I'm completely confusing her with somebody else. I think you might be confusing her with somebody else who was killed in the flashback because a lot of these girls look exactly the fucking same. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they do. That might have been there. Because I was sitting there, I was like, I- is this a what I don't even know, dude. So just so fucking lost by the end yeah, of that Toka second episode. Yeah, is still episode. alive in the flashback at the end of the episode three, where she's walking with like the guy. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so it's, there's like a girl off. named like Nauko, I believe, who dies. Uh, there's like there's a couple girls who die, but um, yeah. So yeah. like I was so turned off. I absolutely do not want to watch episode three because I don't know what the hell's going on. So I, apparently, one of the biggest problems with this is that the light novel has a ton of inner monologue for the main characters, like who are the like uh, perspective characters that is like almost entirely cut out of the anime. And so there's there's, Mm -hmm. like all of this context just gone and the anime kind of expects you to like piece together what's happening and it just doesn't work very well. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, so I also made a huge mistake. I feel like in watching like the first six episodes of Boogie Pop Phantom, which is the 2000 adaptation we were just talking about before I watched this show. Cause holy shit, that show is so good. <laughs> like that show has like uh, the same aesthetic as like serial experiments lane. It's like this beautiful, dark, like twisted show. Uh, and all of the characters, uh, their designs are more interesting. They're also like kind of designed older. Cause you know, back in the two thousands, like when they were portraying high school characters, they didn't look like, little kids they look like adults basically so like take like Sao Tome who in this show is the guy who's paired up with like the manticore and is like sort of enabling her to like eat like girls around the school that's another thing yeah. like they just have this other girl and she, her whole like plot in the show seems to be eating like other people yeah like, I don't know it's <laughs> yeah like in Sao I Tome- wasn't buying it I wasn't impressed Satome's job is sort of like finding girls for her to eat and stuff and like spreading their influence making slaves out of people blah 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 but in like the original Boogie Pop Phantom he's like so much cooler well not even cooler but just like more unsettling of a character like mysterious and like kind of horrifying intimidating here he's <laughs> just like a generic like light novel like bad guy and it just he just does not feel the same intimidating way that he did in Phantom 
And even like Kiri Managi, who is like the girl who is on the side of Echoes, who is that guy with the long white hair you see like stumbling through the streets in like Shibuya in the first episode. Um, she is like way cooler in Phantom too, because like she's like fighting against them. And she is here, but it's like it's just like so toned down from how it felt in Phantom, where she was just like a complete badass, and here she's just like kind of cool, like her father is the guy who wrote these books on like split personality disorder and stuff. And so that's like her into understanding these people, I guess. I don't know. Um, and, but yeah, like the, the part of the show I was looking forward to most was the soundtrack because of Ushio coming off of Liz and the Bluebird and devil man. And like, even that has been like really understated so far. He's going for this like weird, like airy feeling this like floaty vibe of like electronic synths. And, it just puts me to sleep as I'm watching these episodes because <laughs> the dialogue is just so monotonous. And then there's like this airy stuff behind it. And I find myself just like tuning out of what's going on because I'm so bored. Um, and then the last thing is it's like, it feels a lot like parasite to me because it's mm. like, Oh, these aliens have come like they've inserted themselves in human bodies and they're like trying to take over and we're trying to fight against that. Basically uh, it felt a ton like parasite. And I didn't, I like Parasite probably more than this show, at least early on, because it just had a better hook with like Migi and Shinichi. I don't know. This one just feels like out of time, out of place. And like it's taking way too long to get anywhere interesting that I'm just like, eh, I don't know about it, this. If it had had a coherent plot, I think we would be watching this because it's yeah. well made. And there were parts of it that made me go, ooh, this is interesting. Ooh, it's intriguing. But like they just don't pull it together well. Yeah, it's just it's not watchable because the plot is so confusing. And so basically, I would say, don't watch this. If it's even a little intriguing to you, go watch the first Boogie Pop, because that's what this show made me want to do. And like the nail in the coffin for me, I watched episode three and there's like a big fight between Manticore and Echoes. And the way they animate this fight, they're just, like, flipping around, like, doing cartwheels on this, like, school roof. And it looks so dumb that I was just laughing. <laughs> I was just laughing. So I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Uh, and it's supposed, they probably want me to think this is cool. And I'm just like, no, I can't. This I is think stupid. I've seen a gif of that. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's been on Twitter have. and everything because people looked at it and rightfully went, that looks really stupid. So I don't know. <laughs> poor, poor Boogie Pop. Oh well. Yeah. Maybe read the light novels even or but like Phantom I can say is pretty good. It's very interesting. It's the same mysterious kind of thing, but the mystery is just like way more interesting than that adaptation of it. So, yeah. Okay. Mm. Nice. Let's talk about uh Lolly Queen who doesn't understand war. The price of smiles. This, this <laughs> fucking show is a piece of shit. <laughs> Okay, cat. As well. This this whole season is just a pile of turds, and you have to dig through the pile of turds in order to find the few that you can stand to touch. I can't believe you would call Tatsunoko Productions' 55th anniversary show uh, a piece of shit, cat. How, how dare you? It's lolly bait. It's literally a prepubescent girl that looks like a four-year-old child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who you're supposed to sexualize. You know, they don't really focus on her that much to to me to think that that's what they're doing. Yeah, I think it's like tame on that end of things just compared to like other anime, even this season. 
like that uh, in terms of it's, like sexualizing her. I don't like the way like she's dressed. Too though. bad, like, <laughs> but I don't. I mean, like, look at her outfit. Yeah, like, like the, her, the plunging neckline down her back is like yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah, sure, you're obviously supposed to sexualize her at least somewhat. An- anime being anime, a little bit of this stuff I tend to turn a blind eye to, and really that she's the only one in here, so it's whatever. I mean, my eyes are on that Layla chick. She was damn. <laughs> the one with the glasses her aid yeah 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 i also just didn't think it was that interesting like like there's a point where one girl like tries to like argue with her and then they just turn it into like oh she handled it so well look how great the ruler is at, at handling these people even though she's only like <laughs> what 12 or something i don't even remember yeah, she's really young. She looks like she's ten to twelve, some maybe thirteen at the the most. But like, she's really tiny. She, yeah, and then yeah. there's like an interstitial where there's like a weird fighting thing that didn't really make sense. And then her knight like left. I just I could not get into this. Like I was watching it, and I was just like, "What?" Yeah. So like I, the main- I like the first episode. Oh yeah, tell tell us what you liked about it, Leo. Yeah, tell uh, us. <laughs> oh, I thought the mech battle and it was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that too, actually. I also but liked what that. What was the reason for the mech battle? Because like it seemed sort of like they pulled it together out of nowhere just to pull it together. No, it was that the brother and sister Uni and Izane they challenged Joshua to a uh, to a duel to a to a, a duel because basically they said something to the princess and that pissed Joshua off. Well, whatever like, nothing actually okay that, that's fine i mean the, the like, other point of it is to show you that the princess is actually like sort of like a skilled uh, strategist because like when she mm-hmm. takes joshua's side like she turns the battle in his favor like like very quickly mm-hmm. uh, so she's not completely useless i think was like the main yeah. message of that scene i was also kind of intrigued that they were keeping the princess in the dark about what was truly happening at the border and i was like yeah. whoa what, what are they going to do with that why would they? Well, then episode two happens. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, major spoiler, Joshua gets killed. Uh, the princess finds out and fucking freaks. And then the episode ends. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, that was kind of crazy because they like whisk her away to like near the front lines. And she's like, where am I going? What's going on? Because like nobody yeah. has told her there's a war. Like no, yeah, she doesn't and she's know. Like, she sees all the equipment, like some of it damaged. Some of it you can see where it's been hit with like shells or it's like black soot on it. And she's like, yeah, well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, she's like, why is why is this happening? What's going on? She hasn't mm-hmm. left like the city she's been in for like 10 years or something. She said, I, I, I don't like, think ever. Yeah. Well, so it may get better, but like. If 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 she comes back later and is like, now that I know this, like I'm I, better or whatever. I wonder if, if the, how this is going to change her as a ruler. That's yeah, what, like that's that, what I'm that interested to see. That would be interesting to see, but like I just I just don't know if I trust it to do anything good with it. But you're right that if it if it does something with that, it could end up being a good show, even though the first few episodes were not great. Yeah, because it's going to be like these clashing ideologies. Because it's her monarchy, which is run by her. Which is like she believes that everybody should smile and it should be peaceful, but she doesn't understand the reality of the world where they're going against this military dictatorship, this empire that yeah. obviously does not feel the same way. Though we haven't still been introduced. There's like in the in the OP and the ED, there's this other girl who is clearly on the military dictatorship side 
who I assume she and Yuki are going to become acquainted or become friends and try to forge a peace between these two like differentiating or different ideologies. <laughs> there, there was some things in the second episode that I was starting to get a little nitpicky on, but it was because there was too many. So like the level of their technology and they have somehow lost the power of flight. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? That's pretty. And dumb. then like their crops are dying and they make it, they make it clear that they came from earth. And I'm like, and you didn't take the concept of crop rotation with you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't you really understand why these. their crops were dying. Uh, who knows? Like maybe they were doing crop rotation. It's just some like, no, they did something specifically that told me they were not doing crop rotation. Oh, okay. God. Yeah. I can't remember I love now. How we're so focused on this probably because we live in fucking Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Indiana. We're like, crop oh, rotation. their crops are obviously not planting. Real. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, geez, I can't get to my car from my back door without walking through a cornfield here. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> uh, I think the CGI mech stuff is like okay. It doesn't look great, but it doesn't look bad either. Yeah, it's okay. I'm totally fine with it. It looks fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a very like mixed reception for me for this show, I guess. Uh, Want to move on? Yeah. yeah. All right. Magical girl Spec Ops Asuka or Maho Shoujo Tokushusen Asuka is a You are manga. not actually that excited. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's a manga adaptation from Studio Leiden Films um, from director Hideo Yamamoto, who's directed Strike the Blood and The Prince of Tennis, too. Um, These have been really popular recently. Yeah, the These, dark like, magical dark, girl shows. Yeah. The really bloody dark magical girls. I think everyone just got tired of like the cutesy stuff. And they're like, we just want to see people rip each other apart in <laughs> magical girl uniforms. Yeah, this one's so like Which, weird hey. too. Cause like mm-hmm. it's it's set in this world where Earth is like recovering from this war against these aliens called Disas, who are like teddy bears who are evil. <laughs> and Earth like allied with this other alien race that had like some spiritual powers to con- create magical girls who could fight with the help of like spirits that are like floating typical anime sidekicks that say like choo choo like all the time like kind of thing mm-hmm. um, like like the like the weird oh what's the one where all the girls have to sacrifice like parts of their body ooh. I don't know. A Yuki uh, Yuna is a hero oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I never like watched that? that. Well, that show's is, much uh, better than this, I feel like, actually. Well, but, like, they're sidekicks, I mean. Yeah, yeah, kinda, sure. Yeah. Um, the main character of the, like, and one of the leader of this group of five magical girls who were, like, the badasses is named Asuka, and they took down the final boss of the Disas and ended the war, like, I want to see the fight ago. up to the final boss because they lost four of them on the way there. I feel like it will get some flashbacks. Yeah, we saw them like holding some dog tags of like some of the other girls like who had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's like three years after the war and Asuka has like tried to transition back to this normal life. And like when the show did this is when I let out my first big like sigh because it's like, oh, they're back at school. <laughs> just like, <laughs> of course it's at school. Well, also when they were magical girls, they were in middle school, though they looked yeah. the exact same <laughs> still in high school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these are, what are they eating over there? These are very well-developed middle schoolers. <laughs> That's a very good point. I don't know what they're doing. Well, they are magical girls, so it's a magic chest enhancement procedure i assume um yeah so yeah she's made like these friends at school there's like a track club friend and a literature club friend 
And both of them are sort of like helping her take her mind off of like the horrors of her past. And speaking of that, like she remembers this time when like these two little Deesas, these little teddy bears showed up in her house when she got home. And she was like, where are my parents? And she's like, they're like, don't worry. We're going to give them back to you piece by piece. And she like, (laughs) (laughs) she opens a box. That's exactly what happens. Exactly. She opens a box and like one of her parents like severed hands is in there. And I was like. Oh, oh my god, this, sounds, this you know what? I love shows like this though. I know they're trash. I know it's terrible, but like this is the same reason I watch Magical Girl Sight, even though it's a piece of shit. Like it's yeah. epic. <laughs> it gave oh, me like a feeling of that for sure. Like that that, that <laughs> yeah. scene in particular was like, oh, Magical Girl Sight all over again. Um so but yeah, Asuka is now like determined not to fight, even when her like old commander from the Spec Ops group comes asking for her because like uh, he just like wants her to fight against like terrorism and international crime, even though the Deesas are supposedly gone. Uh, and she's like, no, I'm happy where I am now. I don't want to do this anymore. Blah, blah, blah. But then this like terrorist group breaks out one of their leaders and they're like shooting AK-47s at police in the middle of the street. And it just so happens that like Asuka's friend from the literature club gets caught up like right in the Dude, middle that of was- yeah. I was hoping they would kill her and then her track friend would like fucking go crazy. I'm like, if this trash just wants to be edge garbage, please go all the way. <laughs> yeah, I could have seen that happening too. But no, Asuka shows up in time to save her and like get, like gorily just like tears through this team of terrorists. Like she cuts the guys, the leader guys like legs off at the ankles and like gores some other guy into like three pieces. There's like tons of blood, blah, blah, blah. Um mm. And I think the other thing I found out in, like, episode two is that, like, the the track girl, uh, her father is, like, a counterterrorism intelligence agent, though her daughter knows nothing about this. She, she, she just thinks he works, like, a desk job. So, like, it seems like these three girls are all completely caught up in this whole thing. There's also this, like, other magical girl who's, like a, like, a woman who is just busting out of her bikini in every scene she's in. Uh, who seems to be working with the terrorists to try to like get something to happen. And also one of the other magical girls who is like introduced, introduced in more depth in episode two is like a war nurse. Like her big weapon is a giant magical syringe. So she could either heal or like poison people Uh, with it. She was one of the five girls that defeated the demon. Exactly. Yeah. She's one of the big five. I I didn't get to watch the second episode. I don't, I didn't think I could stomach it. (laughs) Yeah. I think her name's Kurumi. So there's, yeah, there's like a lot of fan service in the show. Like in the first three seconds, Asuka is like in a naked transformation sequence. And like she's, she transforms into like a Lolita maid outfit. And then, yeah, there's that other woman who's like constantly laying around like half naked. So there's like a lot of that. And just, like, a lot of, like, stupid darkness for darkness's sake. Uh, I don't think it's, like, a terrible show, but it just doesn't stand out very much from other dark magical girl shows. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll probably watch it because I love this sort of shit, but I'm aware that it's shit. (laughs) Maybe if um, the one that I'm thinking of locking ends up being terrible i'll just trash watch this and make you all trash trash watch it with me god damn it <laughs> so you better these, hope it turns out well these, these locks better hope so, Leo. these locks were a bad idea i love locks 
but I don't love them. This will them be as... like Junji Ito all over again. You, know, you remember that? <laughs> you know what I love Dude, locking? I love locking my domestic girlfriends in my bedroom with me. It's mm. so good. Oh my god. Domestic no Kanojo, another manga adaptation from Studio Diomedia. Uh, the director is Shota Ibata, who did Girlish Number, which I, I like that show actually a lot. I dropped this fucking manga. Uh-huh. That is a huge warning. Just get away from it. It's total trash. Sounds I like know it's sounds trash, like I love it, but it's entertaining. Sounds like I love uh-huh. it. Then. <laughs> so okay, I will say this show is just a glorified hentai in like in a classy TV anime form because like the whole premise is like goofy hentai level story. Um, it's like my my uh, dad is remarrying this woman, and she has two daughters, and they're both hot, and I want to bang both of them, and yep. I actually did bang one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's fuck. awkward. The main dude Natsuo, he's like a bit of a nerd, of course, and he goes to this like mixer, this karaoke mixer with some friends and some girls. And one of the girls, Rui, he gets the talking with by like the the fountain drink machine, whatever. And she's just basically like, uh, do you want to like come back home with me? And they get there and she's like, do you want to have sex? And she's like, <laughs> because like basically all my friends seem to be in front of me and I don't want to like fall far behind. So I want to have the experience so I don't, I don't feel like awkward around them anymore. And like he basically thinks about it for like five seconds. He's like. um and like afterwards she's like well i don't really feel that different as a person like i'm like she she's not like unhappy about the sex but she's just like i thought i would feel different like after be losing my virginity but she doesn't really um and then at school natsuo clearly has a crush on his super hot teacher named hina who mm-hmm. he has this like really like flirty relationship with which mm-hmm. very not okay <laughs> um she has some issues clearly on her mind that he, he keeps trying to get her to talk about, but she keeps saying they're like adult problems that he shouldn't worry himself about. So, but yeah, like they were like Leo Katz said, long story short, turns out that Natsuo's dad is getting remarried and his fiance has two daughters and they are Hina and Rui, one of whom he's already had sex with, one of whom is like the teacher he's in love with. So mm-hmm. jackpot, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's all there's like constant like oh no I'm naked scenes like at one point doesn't the teacher come out from the from the shower and it's just like that was great and yeah. she's like not wearing anything yeah because she hasn't and adjusted like, to the fact that she has like male family oh, yeah like like and then she's like oh no like so dramatically <laughs> I forgot that happened in the I manga I forgot that I'm not wearing a and I'm just like, come on, that's not the way life works. And even when she does put on clothes, she's barely, she's very casually dressed. She's got like a tank top, very short shorts, and she falls asleep on the couch that night. And Natsuo, who's like still adjusting to everything, she's st- he's still figuring out like how the hell he's going to handle this situation, basically says like to himself, all right, I'm just going to try and steal one kiss from her and that'll be the end of it. I'll like turn off my feelings after that. And so he goes in to try to kiss oh, her. because that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He tries to kiss her, and then, like, Rui walks in and sees this, and that then it becomes a big deal, because, like, uh, obviously she questions about it in, in, like, the next episode, when, of course, they're naked in the bath together. I was thinking Bunny Girl this whole time. Um, <laughs> fucking bath conversations. And Ru- Rui's like, so did you kiss her to, like, cheer her up? And this is when, like, they kind of figure out together that Hina has this 
affair going on mm. um and like the guy's not treating her well and that's why she's like very upset and so Rui thought that Natsuo knew about this and was trying to kiss Hina to like how like to cheer her up or something and she kind of would have been okay with that I guess um <laughs> Rui and Natsuo have also just like agreed to like not fucking talk about what happened between them um like ever <laughs> and like also Natsuo tells like Hina and Rui like let's not talk about our relationship at school at all because that would be awkward too I don't know it's just there's all but all a bunch of drama going on Natsuo also has this friend who wears glasses who's like just like giving him advice the whole time and it's actually like kind of good advice honestly I kind of like that guy um <laughs> but yeah the whole thing is just like sexual tension between all three of them like constantly and just like really dramatic yeah, it's, stuff. Yeah, it's basically like, ooh, I want to bang both these people. Ooh, ooh, I get them both in my life constantly. And yeah, I mean, it, we all know it's fan service. We all know it's trash. But I have to give the show a a bonus start for the fact that there's actual sex that occurred in this anime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the first episode, no less. And that for me, I have to at least try. Yeah. Right, we have to at least try this anime because to me, that is a huge deal it's a step in the right direction japan needs this we have to cover it i will also give it a bonus star because both rui and hina are super fucking hot and extremely (laughs) my type (laughs) so i'm like so in to this show (laughs) like i love it um as trashy and soap opery as it is I just want to see how like dumb it can get. Like I'm so can excited. Can I just tell you? No. Outside. Absolutely not. <laughs> Don't want to know. Never want to know. <laughs> I'm in for the ride for this one. I don't know. I'm very excited. Jesus. Uh, it's also, it's like well animated too. It's like decently well animated. And oh, the OP is so good. It's like that like woman like playing at a piano and like singing. And like there's all this like really good imagery in it. Like I really like the OP too. So it just gets me hype every time. Uh yeah. Good show. Did anybody watch B Project season two? No. no. Okay. Then I think it's time for us to take a short break. Good. <laughs> I need a break after that fucking last show. Yeah. God damn. I gotta go think about domestic girlfriend alone for a little bit. I'll be back. You need to go all edit right. some podcasts. No, no, never. <laughs> be right back. The following is an extract from Reanimator Pod episode 47. Blood, blood, blood. Taka discusses Des Ray. Most of the characters in the show, particularly the villains, have more than one name, like many more than one. For example, the super powerful mage from my synopsis is Carl Kraft, also known as Mercurius, also known as Faust, also known as St. Germain, also known as Paracelsus, also known as Cagliostro, also known as Capophilia Smudge. (laughs) Okay, that last one is a reanimator special, but the rest are all legit. Like, he actually has those names. How about a few more? He's got more names? No, 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 they're other characters. He actually had that many names, though. Wilhelm Ehrenberg is... Kazikli Bay, because why not? Valeria Trifa is Christoph Lohengrin, who's a priest and is commonly referred to as father. Lord Heydrich is also Reinhard. And Teresia is Rhea, but Fujiren, aka Zarahustra, is our main character and also refers to Rhea as Senpai. So we never really learn her name until other characters start calling her Rhea. But really, her name's Teresia, so I don't really know how that adds up. <sighs> and if you like that and you want to hear more from the Reanimator Pod, head on over to reanimatorpod.com. That's R E Anime. T-O-R-Pod.com. New episodes are out every Monday. The Trash Panda is bringing you this nugget from another trash can. 
What happens when Brains and Bullets discuss episode 2 of One Punch Man? Pretty much gene splicing heads. They will oh, sp- yep. Yep, 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 yep. They will splice genes. They have a, a cyborg gorilla. They have a frog that walks on two legs and communicates at long range. Like, they got... You think it, they splice... The Lion King? Yeah, they, they have the lion... They have a f***ing lion. Beast King. And... Simba. Yeah, he's f***ing Simba. I don't mean he's f***ing Simba. I mean he's f***ing Simba. We at Trash Pandas Watch Anime dig through the trash so you don't have to. You can find the Trash Pandas Watch Anime podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter where we'll get live updates from what we do. And we're back. And now we have JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yay. Part five. Ogan no Kaze. Yes, Golden Wind. So, okay, I went into the season being like, well, I've never seen any JoJo and I've heard good things about it, but I don't really know if I want to start with just like this one since it's like part five or whatever. But Leo convinced me and it's pretty fucking epic. So you have this, <laughs> yes, it you is. Have this guy named like uh, Giorno. Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> you start out the season and he's like kind of, he has an interesting moral code, wouldn't you say, Leo? Oh, uh, this is, yeah, this is, everybody has very different uh, morals. And that's even, that goes through all the JoJo's. Everybody is very, very unique. He's a yeah, weird so one. Like there's, yeah, because he's there's split. There's times where you see that he has his, uh, he has honor. Like, he, he doesn't have no honor. But, like, there are other times where he's like, well, and I'm just going to steal this now. Like, he, <laughs> I, I like it, though, because it's not, like, black or white. Like, yeah. it, it's interesting to see. So, anyway, you, you kind of, he learn more about why he's like that you get some backstory on him and then you find out like okay so currently he's doing these little like tricks and then you meet um and then he runs into the the kid well the big thing about his history is he's the son of dio Oh yeah, but I know it's a big deal to you guys (laughs) i don't care about dio because like yeah he has dio and jonathan's blood because he was like he, he came from a marriage between like Dio, whose head was attached to Jonathan Joestar's body, and some woman. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, he's got like both of them in there. So that's yeah. that's the deal. He's with interesting. Him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So and um, then he he meets up with what's the kid's name? Because the kid isn't Bruno. Okay, the yeah. zipper guy. Um, no, the. The kid, the kid who comes from um Oh, he comes from Japan. last season. That's uh well, but like he, he's not Gochi. Gochi. Yeah, yeah. So he meets up with this kid yeah, he's from Japan. Actually from he's he's from part four, which is crazy, and he was a main character in part four. So him showing yeah, okay. up is just kinda like, What? <laughs> okay. So yeah, he shows up and like of course Gio Giorno like immediately is like, Oh, this guy, I can I can like fucking like take this kid for everything he has and proceeds to do so with his <laughs> his uh stand and the kid's like what and like freaks out um so then like you kind of have that plot line going on and like him occasionally meeting up with the kid and like all that and then you also have this other side plot line where Giono is supposed to pay protection money to this like group in order to St- you know be able to do his like little 
hustles, right? Right. And he, instead of paying it, because he also has to pay the cops protection money, because this is Italy, fucking bitches, <laughs> and everyone's corrupt. Um, <laughs> he's like, you know what? I don't want to pay the cops and this like mob gangster group. I'm just gonna pay the cops and not the gangster group. And the gangsters find out, and they like the main guy in that territory comes to like beat his ass, basically. Um, and it's he has his own backstory. Every every single character in this, which I like has like an in-depth backstory and could be a main character, even if you only see them for like two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's basically Giorno kills or basically really injures this guy. And then the, the mob group sends someone else after him because they're like, well, it looks bad that this guy got really badly injured. Like we need to do something to keep our reputation intact. <laughs> Um, and that's Bruno, the zipper guy. And that's when you meet him and epicness <laughs> ensues. Because what happens, because Giorno's stand is like he can make anything like come to life kind of, mm-hmm. which is so interesting because it's almost like he has the power of a woman. Like it's, it's kind of, if you think about it, it's kind of like that, right? Like, yeah, like he can turn like a dollar bill into like a fly or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like it, the whole idea behind his power is vaguely weird and interesting um and then you have bruno who's like main thing is he could just put zippers in anything which sounds dumb until like you realize oh he can put zippers in anything and then you're like fuck yeah like he can like separate his own arm or your own arm from your body with like a zipper and all kinds of crazy stuff like whole throat yeah ah yeah no it's an epic fight and then they fight for a while, and then Giona's like, you know, I really want to clean up this town, and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is to join the mob for some reason, which I don't really follow that. Because the like, mob a- runs anything, so he needs to infiltrate the mob to have power. Yeah, I think he's well, going to take like, over the mob, and then oh, he, and then he'll then have power it. to change it. But like, it does. I mean, there's a lot of things you could probably do, but like, okay, whatever. So he's like, I'm going to become the head of the mob. For good, for some reason. <laughs> it's become a mob um, psycho. So, yeah, yeah. So that's like the whole plot of the show, kind of. Um, and Bruno, oddly enough, even though he's technically kind of his boss, like Giorno's boss, is sort of also like working for Giorno, I would say, like in spirit. They, they've kind of struck a deal. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting. And so then a lot of this show up uh, past that point is just them like doing different things in order to advance this group, which is run by Bruno and has Giorno in it. And you meet these other characters like along the way. Um, It's them trying to advance their position in the mob, right? With all of these epic side quests and stuff. Yeah. Well, first, that's what it's been so far. First, they try to go and get some money that Bruno thinks he has stashed away, but then that turns out to be, nothing and then they get tasked with protecting the big boss the top of the the order boss's daughter trish and that's where we're at now and they're still he they're still trying to protect her trying to get her from like point a to point b which is the boss but there's like another group that's also in this gang and they want to take over the boss because then they could take like his drug trades and make shit tons of money that way mm-hmm. but uh 
And even they have an interesting backstory because they kind of had these ideas at first and then two of their members got killed off by the big boss man. And he basically said, don't try that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like right now we're on the train and it's going down and everybody's old and <laughs> Narancia, he's trying to eat a banana, but he's so old and he can't eat the banana and he's really frustrated about it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> the show is just like, it, it's in, insanely entertaining. It, it, like no matter what is happening, you cannot stop. Like there's not a moment when I watch this anime where I'm bored and that's not true for a lot of anime, yeah. right? Like, so for me, this anime is like a plus and I want to keep watching it. Yeah, once this is done, you you should like just work yourself backwards and check out everything else. It's really good. Like the very very first JoJo, become you've seen that right? It is yes. At this point, really, I finished the first season. Yeah. Once that ends, the JoJo after that is a very much like this, and not like the first one. The first one was like really serious. It was, it's almost strange now when you look back on it. Because it was the first, mm-hmm. but the rest of the series is completely different. <laughs> yeah, it kind of like evolves with like the decades that like the characters are in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is the uh, first one where the, they're still muscular cat, but they're not like bodybuilder muscular. <laughs> <laughs> you'll notice that okay. when you go back, you'll be like, what the? Everybody's taking steroids. Their morning routine is 200 push ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay. a good series. Yeah, it's pretty but cool. Yeah, no. It's so like that, visually it's a, awesome too. Like just all, all the animation and like the big fights and like the dancing scene. And it's just like so like visually crazy. Oh, that it's and we, really did fun. we talk about the EDs on here? Or was that someplace else? Uh, I don't oh, think we talked no, about we, it. That was separate. But oh my God, the ED for this. It's like uh, every, every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. And I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> sing it. I used to fucking listen that to was, Casey and JoJo who like uh, broke off from that group uh, like in the late 90s, yeah, early was, 2000s. It was so great. And so Kat's talking about it. I'm like, oh, all his endings are really crazy like that. There was one last season where like they were in Egypt and the ending song was Walk Like an Egyptian or something like that, right? Or the mm-hmm. OP, mm-hmm. I don't remember. But I was like, no, my favorite one all time is from, uh, oh, it's not Stardust Crusaders. What can I, Diamond is Unbreakable. Diamond, yeah. And I'm just saying, I never thought I would see an anime that the whole ending song <laughs> is about wanting to fuck someone so bad. Yeah. And that's all you want to do is fuck them. That's epic. Yeah. So, that's epic. So, yeah. the uh, So, I queued up that one from uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. And I put that in the chat. And I had Kat listen to it. And it has a slow 10, 15 second buildup until you actually recognize the song. I just remember Kat. We were sitting there and it's silence and then cat just suddenly goes, Oh <laughs> Cause it's it's Savage Garden. <laughs> so oh like you were equally parts like I remember this song and anime will use this song. <laughs> That was so amazing when that it, came out. It, it, like, it has a weirdly Western tone to the anime. And I would yeah. say it, it, it it's easily, from the first episode I watched this, easily one of the best shows airing right now. Easily. It it usually so. is one of the top shows every season that comes out. It, yeah. This this show just does not let you down. 
All right. Let's oh, talk about shows that let do let down. us down <laughs> with a, a show called Wise. That is the correct pronunciation of W apostrophe Z. But we will continue to call it because that is the uh, English that is way. The consensus that all of us podcasters have come to, I think, in, in chats that we've had. It, it is pronounced Wuzz. It's and the only like, way we can make the show interesting. Yeah, yes. seriously. Uh, it is an original anime uh, from Studio Go Hands, who you may know from making a little show mm. called Hand Shakers. Um, <laughs> I still don't, I don't think I ever found who the director was for this, but let me tell you, they don't want me to tell you who they are. I don't, like, <laughs> they ashamed. want to remain anonymous. <laughs> so it turns out wise biz is an actual sequel to handshakers that's like, right bitches <laughs> they made a sequel to that pile of used condoms and it's almost it's somehow worse like than the original <laughs> well, not seen I, mean, this. I don't know if you can be worse than handshakers let's be honest like it's it's as bad yeah, it's okay, let's just say bad. it's as bad, because it's like this is like the bottom of the barrel. There's no... Mm-hmm. You'd have to cut a hole below the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> try, try to dig through Dig a little mud. further down. The mud below the barrel. Like, everything about this show is just so off-putting. Like, the soundtrack is so, like... I, I guess maybe the soundtrack you could consider to be the best part of the show, because it's, like, the most weird part and kind of inventive part. But, like, it's so... Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so... Try. Try to do it. So the main character is a DJ, and he goes into other worlds, but they're actually, like, alternate Osaka. And then he has, like, a girl who puts on, like, a mask and dances behind him as he just, like, rips the DJ turntables. But, like, the music is just so bad. I can't even describe it. It's just (laughs) bad. It's, like, bad club music. I don't know. Like really bad club music but everybody thinks it's amazing like everybody like gets on their smartphone and watches his live stream and they're all like oh my god dj juice he's the best oh my god DJ and it's just like <laughs> dj juice it's like the worst oh. thing ever and so and everything about the aesthetic is awful like there's characters that just like randomly slide across the screen for no apparent reason and there's all these stupid angles they're shooting everything from like off kilter dutch angles like i would say cat uh, but they're not even dutch, dutch angles, angles. They're, just dumb. Dutch they're not dutch angles they're just dumb angles because there's no That's like gonna meaning. Be a fucking joke forever and it's just like constantly like shit all over the background of the screen and there's constant like special effects and the camera is constantly flying around every which way to like make you sort of excited. But then there's like huge sections of like episode two, I think, or maybe three. I don't even remember at this point because they all blend in that like characters are just standing at a cafe, just talking to each other for like 15 minutes, just like huh. talking about the exposition, talking about the lore of handshakers, which I guarantee you. There is no one in the world who cares about the lore of handshakers. There, it's the not possible to care about even, the lore. If you could even say that there is lore <laughs> of handshakers. It's, uh, it's the weirdest thing. Sounds so bad. They made a sequel and they expected you to like care about the original characters, which nobody cares. I can't imagine anybody cares about those characters like Tazana and the, whatever the hell the girl's name was. I don't remember. Uh, fuck, I don't know. The one he held hands with in season one. I don't know. It's just so dumb. It's so bad. Don't watch this. This is, unless 
I, like you want to like just watch it to just laugh because it, it it is good for that honestly just to laugh at like how did this get made but uh mm-hmm. wow just wow hmm. the arrogance of making a sequel to handshakers is like something that may never be topped that is incredible <laughs> all right speaking of incredible uh kaguya-sama love is war i like your sarcasm mm. On Crunchyroll, uh, I'm going to read the whole Japanese title just because it's stupid and long. Kaguya-sama wa Kokura Setai Tensai Tachi no Renai Zunosen. Uh, okay, so, yeah. me, I, I got very little to say about this. Okay. It was very hard getting through the first episode. It's I, not that bad. Okay, so it's I basically was about so bored. these two student council presidents, the president and the vice president. Who have no personalities. Right? They do have personalities. So the president is this guy who is from a poor family, but he's kind of arrogant and like he's very fucking smart. The vice president is this girl who's also arrogant and prideful. She's from a rich family, also arrogant and smart. And the two of them like are in love, but neither of them wants to admit that they're in love because whoever admits it first loses power oh, in the relationship. <laughs> and so they, the whole anime is them trying to get the other one to admit it first and ask the other one out first. Oh and you have God. to admit it's kind of cute. No, okay? I'm sitting here. I'm like, stop dragging this out. <laughs> uh, so the only po- my only positive was Chica was kind of entertaining she was a little bit funny and that's it i could i could not even watch the second episode i, just, I love how dramatic they make things that have no I hate business it. being dramatic i like hate it because it has point, no business <laughs> at one point there's like like uh doesn't the girl basically say like another guy asked me out and i might say yes and then the guy's like oh what do i do and then there's like no 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 and then <laughs> I'm just thinking like, okay, let's say they eventually get together and they start a family. This is the most toxic family I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you're not wrong, right? Like that family, it would be like, where do we go out for dinner? Their children are so fucked up. It would be like, where where do we go out for dinner? And it would be a big dramatic scene like... Oh, I really want to go to this place for dinner. So I need to misdirect by saying this place. And then in the other person's mind, they're like, and I, really I hope, have to strategize. I, I <laughs> really hope one of their kids has like figured out what's going on. They just walk in the room and we're, they're like, we're going to Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's like, listen, we can't keep doing this. You're just going to sit here and stare at each other intensely in the room for two hours. While we are hungry and our stomachs are growling, let's just go here. And they both look up and go, okay. I think the best point of the show is the direction so far. So the director is Shinichi Omata, who directed Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju and Grand Crest Senki. Uh, he's a very talented director. And I think like for what it is, the show... Um, like does a lot of like sweeping animation, like over the top, like directing that uh, makes it funnier for what it is. Like when I was like rewatching episode one and episodes two today, like I was noticing that more than I did the first time. But like mm-hmm. Leo said, my favorite thing about the show is Chica, especially in the first episode, because 
the two main characters are such fucking assholes. <laughs> that she's almost a, re- a relief. <laughs> yeah, she's such a relief when she comes in and like they've made all these like stupid calculations about how they're going to like trick the other one into losing the like current battle that they're a part of. And then Chica just comes in and is like, oh, also these movie tickets could be used for this completely innocuous movie that has nothing to do with what we were talking about before. And then they're like, oh shit. And then they're like brains like fry and like she has like a little like steamed bun on the desk and she like grabs it before they can get to it to eat the sugar and like tosses it but, up into her mouth like it's just cute you know what vcom you would think chica is the best fucking character because all you want in this fucking world is a uh-huh. girl with two brain cells to rub together to come be your vapid wife now so now can, if i had that about, that's, like, that's what i really wanted around. i would have been married so many times over by now <laughs> now now what about my love for deanna del rey also known as pink who is uh, yes. very smart. Uh, she's very similar. Uh, well, Deanna's more like a badass, though. Chica's just like an airhead. But she's like, a badass. An adorable and she's smart. Yeah, but which which Chica's is becomes type. Girls, <laughs> if you only have two brain cells and are a total airhead, come find Becom. He lives in the in a, in a unknown area near New York City. Come find him. He will marry you immediately and lead you around through life as you look around stupidly and giggle uh, and trip over things. If you want to raise your chances, you're adorable. if you want to raise your chances, uh, just watch the ED to the episode three where Chica does her <laughs> dance. And if you send me a video of that dance, I will definitely take that into consideration. <laughs> oh shit you're so I fucked hope. you're gonna get so many videos can, of like random guys you get doing the dance <laughs> you, listeners send Beacom your dances guys no, you, can, you can email us at nerdamanothernonsense at gmail.com yeah. please do this this would be fantastic oh, oh my god I'm excited I'm excited I want to see I wish we had a prize because then we could be like who we you know thought the what? best there was. There will be a prize. We'll figure Do something it. out. Do it. I, I vow to you now, listeners, there will be a prize. Send your dances. I might, I might send you my uh, my limited edition. Oh, God, what is the movie? The uh, I want I want to eat your pancreas tissue box. So when you watch that movie and cry, you can you can open up and use no, the tissues. You know, they want a real fucking prize, B-Cop. Uh, if if there if there are more than two submissions, I will put up a $50 gift certificate and whoever oh fucking God. wins, we will give it out and we will make a show of it. It'll be epic. Send your video of, of the of the dance from the, the third episode to Nerdum and Other Nonsense's email and we will judge them. This will be epic. Jesus Christ. All right. I guess that's an official thing now. <laughs> it is. It's totally an official thing. Oh, this is great. Meanwhile, this show this show i'm with leo like i i understand like the we're just gonna be trapped with these two main characters for like however many episodes uh, until one of them eventually gives in but it'll be in a way it where like they both happen. lost i'm calling it right now it won't happen well i think something will happen because i saw people going nuts over the manga this week but that's much further down the line right oh i'm so, saying it's not going to happen in the anime in these 12 yeah episodes. i doubt it's going to happen in I these 12 episodes that it won't happen i think that it'll just be a big game and then at the end it'll be left open but i'll enjoy the game like it's so dramatic that it's fun to watch it's like a popcorn watch right yeah 
There's um, also, so I'm still going to enjoy it. There's also this other guy who is in like, I think the OP and he's in like the art on like the poster. And he's always like sitting in the back in, in like one of the mid cards of the show. He's like sitting on the the blocks that say Kaguya-sama and like he's like facing away. But he hasn't been introduced yet. So I don't know yeah, what he's going to say. as the main character on anime, my anime list since Miyuki Shiragane. Oh, is that him? Yeah. Yeah. See, there's four main characters, and he's the fourth, I guess. Oh no, Miyuki oh. is the main character. I think he's you, oh. you Ishigami. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Who mm. just looks like he's going to be like the treasurer of the student council or something. I don't know. So I don't know what he's going to add that Chica hasn't already added, but that'll be interesting to wait and see. Like they're they're clearly putting like a lot of effort into this because like they're doing a different ED for like every episode, and there's all this like crazy animation in like really mundane scenes. But I just don't know if it's enough to like make me interested in the main two characters. Like I don't know. I mean, they're they're not like super unique characters, but like I said, the drama is what makes me like this. Like the just the super over dramatic. Like oh, you know, it's fun. And <laughs> plus, I mean, we get the Bride of Becom contest out of this anime. <laughs> How can you not love it for that? The Bride that's of what Becom we're gonna, contest. <laughs> yes, that's what we're going to call it, by the way. The Bride of Becom contest. God damn it. This is terrible. <laughs> Enter your submissions. <laughs> I'm not kidding about the gift card. She's Enter not your kidding. submissions, no, listeners. Definitely not. <laughs> Speaking of the Bride of Becom, let's talk about a show called Endro, which is oh, a Cat, Cat, did you watch this show, Endro? Um, I don't think so. Okay, can, can, if with your permission, may I borrow one of your lines that you love to tell Pecom all the time? Uh huh. Sure. Mm-hmm. Of course, he would like this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> my opening like line show. and my instructions is: I find it really hard to get past the fact that everybody is a child in a sexy outfit. They're yeah, damn, that's they're a problem. Fucking lollies. It's awful. It's another lolly show. Why are there so many lolly shows? Why can't we get past this? Because they sell. That's why. Probably. You know, if, if you're looking at two women, if two girls, and one of them looks like a prepubescent 10-year-old, and the other one has tits, like, why is it more interesting to There's look at the two. prepubescent like girl? There's like 15 of them. Uh, and that's I why just, I like that's why I like domestic girlfriends so much is because like those girls are like actually attractive to me even though one of them's in high school that's a little weird let's get past that it's okay <laughs> the, the teacher <laughs> the teacher definitely very attracted to um, yeah yeah no but like this show like it's not only about that I'll say okay first of all this is an original show it's not an adaptation of anything from Studio yeah, Gokumi that, that and from director Kauri who directed uh, that cute show, like, How to Keep a Money, Mummy, like, last year? Money, How to Keep a Money. How to Keep a Money. It's a finance, it's a finance anime. <laughs> you would like that. How to Keep a Money. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, my God. This show actually had, like, a sort of clever first episode, right? Because it starts out mm-hmm. in the first five minutes of, like, these four girls, like, scantily clad, like Leo was saying, like, in adventuring and defeating the demon lord. And then they're, like, celebrating. And then they roll end credits at like four or five minutes into the show and that's like the end of the show uh except not because after the credits we come back and like the girls are being all moe they're like waking each other up it feels like hitamari sketch or like some like little yashike slice of life show like that and they're all heading out to go to like the adventurer's school and their teacher there is this super old guy with like white hair and a mustache and he's like oh i'm going to live with my grandchildren's family so i'm gonna teleport away right now and he just leaves um 
And then he's replaced by the new teacher, who, uh-huh. who is uh-huh. Leo. I Get had it, to laugh at this, out. though. This was kind of hilarious. So, like, she's so short that she has to, like, jump every time. Why to, is she short? Because she, she's a tiny demon lolly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> tiny demon lolly. Okay. <laughs> like, she just jump. I could, I could hear Kat shaking her head right now, just like, oh. God damn it, be calm. She has to jump to say each word of her sentence over this lectern. Uh, yeah, she, she has to jump for all of the men's entertainment at home. Yes. Just, and then she just... kicks the lectern away, finally, and she like, introduces oh, herself. Uh, and so she's going to be their new teacher. But okay, so the girls like introduce themselves. Like there, there's a priest, there's a warrior, there's a mage. Wait, wait. So is this lolly on lolly action? Is mm. that what the show is? Uh, there's a little bit of that in the first episode because, like, the warrior yeah, girl. Yeah, it's lolly on lolly yeah. action. The warrior girl it's, is it's like chewing on the elf ears of the other one. Yeah. It's a double L. That's what we're gonna call this from now the on. The L. double L show. Lollies on lollies. So like lolly lesbian action. The, so we find out that the girl with the pink hair, who was the hero of the group, like, because she took down the demon lord in the first scene, is, she says she's a hero, but then, like, the teacher corrects her, is like, there's no demon lord in this age and time, so actually you're classless for now. And so, long story short, they end up going to this, like, first test dungeon, and the teacher, who is named Mao, sends the girls down inside and starts cackling to herself, and she reveals that she is actually the demon lord that they defeated at the, be- the end of the beginning of the show. And oh, the, the like forbidden that. magic that they used at the beginning of the show actually sent the demon lord back in time. So now she's and teaching... And turned her into a lolly. And turned her into a lolly. <laughs> oh, so it basically like turned her into a child. Yes. And that's why she's a lolly. I like that. I like that, though. It's kind I of funny. I don't like that the yeah. show is all about lollies. That's kind of disgusting. <laughs> but I like that. That's a good plot for a show. Yeah. That is a good plot. And so, like, hmm. yeah, she's going to, like, be teaching these heroes, but also trying to, like, get them killed before they can grow up to defeat her, basically. So she's she's half trying to kill them. Yes. Half trying to molest them. Exactly. Uh, okay. Okay. And she it's, finds, it's good to have your priorities straight. It's funny because she finds herself like won <laughs> over by them. So she's like, she keeps like, like scolding herself for being a good teacher. <laughs> it's like, it's like Satania <laughs> from Gab- Gabriel Dropout where she's like, she's not good at being a demon. Like she's too nice and stuff like. So, yeah. so I'm going to call it at the end of the show. They're gonna be like, we we love you too much. We can't kill you. Maybe. She's gonna like confess what she is. They're I gonna hope, all cry. I hope we never make it that far. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all gonna cry and like have a big hug session, and then it's gonna turn into an orgy, and that'll be the end of the anime. Yeah, that's basically oh. all it is. There's some good voice acting, like uh, the demon girl Mao is played by Masaki Kuno. And uh, the mage, the blue-haired mage, Meza Endust, stupid name, <laughs> is played by Inori Manase, who is Rem from ReZero and stuff. And like, so there's like some I good actually, voice actors. I feel better about this than I did at the beginning. It seems like it at least has a decent plot. Yeah. So, like, it's, a, it's a piece of trash with a decent plot. There I was one thing. That. This being an original, I feel like they kind of ripped off Mitsuboshi colors because yeah. Miza and Feifei are exactly like Kotaha and Sachan. I totally to like felt that way too, especially the, the same blue hair, hair color, yeah. mm-hmm. and especially in the way they act. These are the same characters, like four years older. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, and like Juliet, the pink hair girl, is exactly like Nadeshiko from Eurocamp as well. Like I felt yes. that very much. I felt that. Yes, that too. So, yeah, it's very similar dynamics to other shows you've probably seen before. 
Uh, you might have fun with it if you can get past the lolly stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's all right. It's like Didn't, decently what, There was something in the second episode that you found funny. Um, uh, oh, the robbing of the old lady's house or something like that. Oh, yeah. So like all of all of the girls in the group felt individually that they were the leader. Like because like the demon teacher asked them to like choose a leader for your little group. And they're like, well, we're all the leader, right? We were all they all individually thought they were the leader already. And so they have to decide who their leader is going to be when they realize that nobody thought everybody else was the leader, blah, blah, blah. So one of the first test things they do is like Juliet's turn. And she's like, oh, I'm just going to go in. We're going to go into this poor like ladies house and start taking all of her shit because it's an RPG. And that's what RPG characters do. You walk into an NPC's house and just start stealing shit from them. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty, they like start opening her <laughs> drawers and like taking, they're like, Oh, it's a stash of gold. And it's like, Oh, they like opening jars. Like, Hey, her, here's all of her medicine herbs. And they just like steal all of her shit and leave. <laughs> I actually really liked that's that. It was like a throwback to RPG stuff, but Okay, so if you want if you want like a fun little piece of trash, then watch that. Watch Indro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. All right, we're on to Sundays now. Uh, and how clumsy you are, Miss Ueno, uh, which is on High Dive. Uh, it's from a manga. The studio is L'Esprit, who did the Idolmaster Cinderella Girls like theater show, like the little cute one. And same director who did that as well. Um, so, yeah, this is like a little half-length show. It's 12 minutes long. The first half is about, like, the main girl, Ueno, who is inventing a device to distill her piss into drinkable water and trying to get her classmates <laughs> to drink it. <laughs> oh, man. That reminds me of the JoJo episode where they try to get um, the main guy to drink the other guy's piss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you know which one I'm talking yeah. about. Though. She it's actually that. a lot like that. <laughs> yeah. what, why are there these weird themes every season where, like, one show will do something and then we'll another show it's weird how like when it pops up it just keeps coming i don't know i don't know who knows if it's planned out in advance i'm not sure it is weird okay anyway go on yeah so like the second half of the episode was about yuena trying to get tanaka the boy in this show to like look up her skirt because she she built she's like an inventor so she builds these crazy devices and so she built this device that would disguise like the area underneath her skirt as like a galaxy or something. So even if you looked at it, all you would see is like stars and planets. You wouldn't see anything like incriminating. And so she incriminating <laughs> or yeah, whatever. <laughs> Nothing mean, lewd would uncensored? show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. I don't know. All in all, like it was pretty pervy, especially that second half. Um, and the girls, girls are like too young to be doing this shit, even comedically. Oh, no. Uh, but also, it was just really stupid, and I couldn't help but compare it to Asobe Asobase, which, like, had the same dumb ideas, but were so much funnier because the animation and the direction were so good. Um, mm. And so, like, this show just felt, like, really cheap and just not much to the jokes. Like, it's okay, but I'm not into it, basically, for any other reason. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't have much to say about that one. Uh, so we, but it is interesting, the angle of, like, an inventor. And like different things you could invent. That is an interesting new angle. Yeah, she's like a mad say. scientist, and she's she's going to like torture her classmates basically yeah, like every it, week. The concept sounds good, but like you said, it's just nowhere near like Asobi Asobasi's level. What, what was with direction and like the voice acting and like yeah, art and creative animation and all that fun stuff. So exactly, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. okay. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to another show. 
Kotobuki, or sorry, this is actually called The Magnificent Kotobuki. Before the season, they they listed it as like Kotobuki, the Wasteland Squadron or something, but The Magnificent Kotobuki is what it's called on High Dive, where it's airing. It's another original from Studio Wow World and Gemba, and this is from director Sutomo, so sorry, Sutomo Mizushima, who did Girls in Panzer, Shirabako, Prison School, Bludgeoning Angel Dokuro-chan, and Mayo oh, Iga. Wow, that, that one's shit. super old. <laughs> yeah, this is a very talented director, uh, and this one is the most similar to Girls in Panzer because it's basically like Girls in Panzer in World War II planes. Uh, so you have like cute girls flying amazingly detailed and accurate Japanese World War II planes. And it's like just basically freaking out over like how cool the planes are and how cute the girls are and stuff. So like, yeah, it basically starts out they're in this sort of like weird, not our world, like sort of post-apocalyptic world or something. Wait a minute. Let me give a warning. Okay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) The character models and especially the way they move screams berserk. 2016 because, Berserk. <laughs> 2016 Berserk because it Gimba Gemba or however you want to say it did work on it. Uh uh-huh. but once you recover from your Berserk PTSD, uh you actually get to see like the CG actually sh- shine during the dog fights. Yes, basically. Like it's a yes. weird introduction because the girls who pilot the planes are all CGI like rigged characters. Whereas, like, everybody else in the show, like, all the jerky. (laughs) Yeah. And all the other guys who they interact with are just normally animated. They're not CGI rigged. So it's kind of, like, awkward. It's a weird decision that they made. Um, But, like, the way they get you over that is that the the dog fights are amazing. So, but, like, yeah, you're introduced to these girls. They are all, like, working for this company called, like, the, I forget what they're called, like, the Kotobuki Corps or something. And they're basically bodyguards for hire because like in this time, like when there's not much like centralized government or anything after whatever event happened that made things like this, uh, there's all these like sky pirates who will attack your like convoys and like, so they have this blimp that's like their air base and they transport cargo from place to place on it. And yeah, the main yeah. thing is it's a giant blimp and it houses, like you said, they transport cargo, cargo, but it also houses all their planes too. Like the ends open up. Mm-hmm. So it's also a hangar. It's basically an aircraft carrier, but it's a blimp in the sky. <laughs> yeah. And you're like introduced in like the first scene to like the girls who are like hanging out in like a cafe. The main girl loves eating pancakes and like these douchebag guys who are like from another mercenary group of pilots, like come up to her and they're like, what are you stupid girls doing here? Like, who do you, why do you think you're so hot shit? Like I've shot down like 11 and five sevenths planes, like in the two years I've been flying and the girls are like, Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I shot down 43. So fuck you. (laughs) 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 So these girls are like all ace pilots, basically. The only thing that I got out of this show, and I know you two really liked the show Mm -hmm. was one, Ooh, fluffy Japanese style pancakes, which (laughs) I really want to learn how to make. And just the whole time I was watching this, I just couldn't stop thinking about it's, the pancakes. It's heavy. It's heavy whipping cream. That's exactly. how you make it oh. fluffy, fluffy, like high pancake. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing with like uh, scrambled eggs. If you want to make them really fluffy, you got to mix in some heavy whipping cream. Huh. Yeah, that is how you make good uh, fluffy scrambled eggs. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll try to make Japanese style pancakes one day because I'm a decent bit. But anyway. <laughs> they they spent a lot of time focusing on those pancakes, yeah, and it did. made me hungry. 
They're and her favorite food. The, <laughs> the other thing that I will say positively about this anime is that um, the angles during the fl- the fight scene, oh, yeah. like the dog fight in the f- in the pilot cockpit, were really good. Like there were some where you they were like angled at like from below, or and that was pretty epic. Even even the sound effects, especially when in the cockpit, like you hear the plane straining. Oh God, yeah, it's so cool. against the g forces, and I was just sitting there, and it's like creaking, and I'm just like, whoa, like that. I really, like, I expect this out of a video game that's like trying to tell me I'm in the cockpit with them. I'm like, I'm watching yeah. it and I'm like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, so th- those are the upsides. The downsides are I, c- I don't get much out of the characters. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they're more than one dimensional. They yeah. get way better in episode two. It got a little mm-hmm. bit better at least. Yeah, like. And, and there's like this bizarre dodo bird thing. What the fuck is that? Yeah, like a fucking Why chocobo is it on board. Anime? I don't know. Why is it wearing a captain's hat? What the fuck is because happening? It's awesome. I don't know what that's about. It's pretty it's hilarious. It's just though. there. It's just there? You can't do it. I must can. know what the fuck this is. Yes, we can. We can just have chocobos randomly roaming around the flight deck because... <laughs> It's anime. Who cares? An extinct bird wearing a captain's <laughs> hat. It just appears. Um, I mean, I love bizarre stuff. I do. And it, I'm not going to lie. It made me laugh and scream a little bit at the screen. But like, what the fuck? I just, <laughs> you got to tell us why. Yeah. I mean, so like like they were saying, like uh, I was like unironically thinking of Christopher Nolan's movie Dunkirk, where he set up like IMAX cameras on real old planes or as close to real old planes as he could find. And like to give the viewer the sense that like, oh, we're like piloting this old plane and like give people a sense of like what a like analog machine it was. Like fighter planes these days like are – well, apparently they're little, they're little girls who fall asleep every three hours. But side, that's besides <laughs> the point. Fire planes these days are all digital and computers and like, yeah, m- very, very technically advanced. Whereas like if you watch like the startup sequence that uh, Kilie has to go through for her Hayabusa, which was like a World War II Japanese plane. It was like the. Yeah, it's like extensive. Like by the end of it, I'm like, you need to show that to me 20 more times for me to even start to. <laughs> comprehend everything you just did <laughs> yeah like she pumps like the the fuel pressure she like opens like the engine manifold to like release like heat and like she has like a mechanic on the ground who's like literally like twisting like a fucking gear to start the engine and then like it's it's crazy like the process they go through and all of the sound that they captured obviously to like to make this sound real and then yeah you get that first person perspective as they leave the hangar uh, and they like drop into the clouds and it's just like such a, an immersive thing. Um, and then they get into a big dog fight and like, I love like the, the angles, like Kat was saying, like over the, the wing of one of the planes that's chasing Kilia's plane at the end of the fight. And it's got like that serpent on it. It's like one of the, the pirates. Right. And it's just, it's just a, such a cool thing. And like all, all these maneuvers, like flips and like, um, just like huge, like, I, I don't know, like all these like freaking like dog fighting maneuvers that they do that are totally real. Um, and like are like true to the abilities of these planes. It's very awesome. Um, and as it for, is pretty awesome. As for the CGI animation, of the characters, I didn't think it was any worse than like Kamari Kusa's CGI animation. Like, in fact, I thought the characters had like a lot of personality. So like, I didn't mind that too much. But uh, yeah, hmm. I like this show. I, I I will definitely be watching only if if only for like the dog fighting because I think it looks that good. Like, yeah, same here. I've seen some movies that had worse dogfighting in anime. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's good if you like action. If you like action a lot, then maybe try this show. 
That's so weird. We have two Jet shows this season. I know. It was kind of weird, especially and coming only, after Hisonite and Masatan. And yeah, none of, that, was, and yeah. that was the only one I could think of in recent memory that we watched. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither of them are anything like Hisonite and Masatan, really, no. either. Well, actually, I was thinking of Hisonite and Masatan when I was watching Girly Air Force. Because, like, when he started making out with the plane, I was like, well, this is worse than just licking the dragon, isn't it? It's <laughs> 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 going even further. Uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of licking the dragon, holy shit, what a fucking transition. Mysteria friends on Crunchyroll. Uh, I so, would lick this dragon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The source is obviously the game Rage of Bahamut. Uh, it was like a spinoff of like the Mysteria Academy event in the Rage of Bahamut game. And Ugh. the studio is Psy Games Pictures. They've done Blade Runner Blackout 2022. Uh, and the director is Hideki Okamoto, who directed Konohana Kitan, which is like a cutesy little girl show. And, and yeah, so yeah. back to Styria, what's really interesting is that after Psy Games had such a huge success with Rage of Bahamut, mm-hmm. they seem to have created their own studio, the Psy Game Pictures. And I yeah. thought that was just really cool. So, like you said, they did like Blade Runner ONA, and now they've moved on to like a 10 episode, 15 minute series. So, like, they're slowly ramping up to probably bring out something big. It, it also i was really surprised at how well this show looked i mean like this was yeah. pretty much rage of bahamut standards it looked really nice like especially a lot of like the magical effects like when uh princess anne is in the library and she's like uh in like closing in that like i don't know what that was like the guardian of the ri- library she has to like seal away yeah, it was like mad. a phoenix yeah it was like a yeah. fire phoenix yeah basically like, yeah. like one of the girls like stepped on its foot or something <laughs> like that i yeah. don't know but, like, the main thrust of this show, though, is it's, like, an etchy Yuri show about this princess named Anne and this half-human, half-dragon girl named Greya. And, man, I, you, they love showing Greya's big, fat tail sticking up from under the back of her skirt. And like, Dude, I, I will <laughs> say they're hand, handling the Yuri very well. Yeah, I think I so. I do. I do. Re- I love their two relationship. Can you handle the Yuri very well? <laughs> yes, Come you can. On. <laughs> it's like well, like okay, um, okay. It has good progression. Uh, the two they haven't yet really realized that they probably are kind of falling in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greya's character actually, I thought was going to be kind of a stuck-up person. Yeah, but turned out not to be at all. No, she's just really nice, and she's like a little yeah. bit shy, basically. Yeah. Which was, hmm. which kind of surprised me, uh, uh, yeah. And she's super hot. Well, I do I do love Psy <laughs> Games, and it, and I like their progression at the studio. It does seem like they're they're branching out more. They're trying new things. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. It's kind of fun. Like yeah, uh, the but the second episode, man, it started off with like such a fucking teaser because it is just oh boy, Greya. <laughs> In bed. Well, first the camera shows you like all of her clothes on the floor, and then you just hear her like, ah, ah, like, and then you see her like, g- like gripping the sheets with her like, her and she's moaning and moaning. arching her back, and she's going, ah, so, okay, and you're just let, like, let what the refra- fuck? Let me replay what Leo said two minutes ago. They're doing such a great job with the Yuri in this show. Two minutes later, she's arching her back, she's moaning, gripping the sheets. But she's, cat, it's not anything cat, yeah. it's, it's not what you're thinking. It's not what you're thinking. She has a fever. They think she's sick, but she's not sick. What's happening is her is her skin's molting off of her tail. 
Yes. Oh, okay. And it's actually, like, the rest of her body, too, at the end. Because, okay. like, when yeah. she bolts, she actually transforms into, like, an older-looking girl. And she actually gets, like, a breast enhancement. She gets long hair. <laughs> she gets a breast enhancement. That's really what transformation is. She gets a quote-unquote thicker tail that she's very <laughs> self-conscious about. So she's she like drops that thing on the floor, it like shakes the whole room. <laughs> it goes boom, boom. <laughs> oh, it's so it's hilarious. And like I she just don't need to watch this. And, and like, yeah, when Princess Anne like Poach points it out to her, she's like, Oh, I think your tail got thicker. Like she makes like all these blushy faces. It, it's it's just kind of like really cute, like Yuri thing. Uh it's it's pretty fun. Uh, and it's pretty funny as well. Like uh, and it's really good looking as as Leo yeah, said. Yeah, like yeah, like I said, it's really really good looking <laughs> yeah it's only gonna be okay. 10 episodes it's just like a little short thing it's probably mostly fun for like rage bahamut fans but i, I think other people well, can find okay. stuff in i this. want them to come back with the white haired demon from rage of bahamut 2 um, i demand that they make a spinoff with him where he is unclothed except for like a thong is that the demon for- guy yeah, for ninety percent of the anime, I demand if they're gonna make a fan service show something? with all girls being etchy yuri, I demand next that they make a yaoi with a all the demons. <laughs> Azazel, yeah I, yeah, I demand they make a spinoff yaoi for their female fans now that they've satisfied the male fans, uh-huh. where they're all in. Well, in the there's demon always realm, been the, f- the Favaro and Kaiser songs. thing. So oh, yeah, what's really true. funny at the end of the first episode, <laughs> they had a, like a title card that was a f- um, female demon looking Kaiser and a female human Favreau that was hanging on him. So- <laughs> Favreau is also handsome, but come on, let's talk about uh, how Azazel is the hottest fucking dude <laughs> that's been in an anime Pat, in a minute. Can't you just find a website and just get some Azazel <laughs> hentai real quick for yourself? <laughs> Okay. I mean, I I'd go find it for you, but I don't want that in my search history. <laughs> There's like a guy in the show too named Owen, but I don't really understand why he's there yet. <laughs> like, he just Wait, is it? I'm sure he'll come into it later. No, Owen's there. He's the uh, he's the personal guard for uh, for Princess Anne. Yeah, I think. Anne. I think. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I okay. guess I don't know. But he's probably just gonna be there like to freak out and figure out that Anne has no interest in him. And is totally interested in Greya or something like that. I mean, that's, well, that just feels like his role. It, it doesn't right now. It doesn't really show that he has any. He's just like way more than anything to be honored to be protecting her while okay. at the school. So okay, yeah. So that brings us to the end of the the new shows for this season. Uh, do you guys yeah. want to take a break uh, and do our final rankings before we vote? Sure, sure. That sounds I'll, like a plan. I'll ponder on it for a minute. All right, we'll be right back then. Hey, dude, you into anime, manga, and all that radical stuff? Oh, yeah, man. It's tubular. Then you should totally check out the... This transmission has been hacked. If you want discussions, debate, reviews, and all in between, you must listen to the Anime Radicals Network at www.animeradicals.com. There's timely reviews, revolutions, mecha, and much more. Find it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all podcast catchers. The Anime Radicals Network. The revolution will be simulcast. And we have all made it back alive. So be calm. Explain to us the uh, voting process. 
So Mm -hmm. it's time for our vote. So at the beginning of every season, we decide on the eight shows we want to watch together. And so five of those shows are going to be decided right now by a consensus. We've made rankings of like 10 to 15 top shows. Uh, and we're all going to come to a consensus right now, like which are the top five of those shows based on our rankings. And so those mm-hmm. shows we'll all watch together. We will all like review um, as like as we cycle through reviewers, basically. Like so if I review one one week, Leo will review it the next week or Kat. And then we just keep cycling every week. So we all kind of get like an equal chance to to review the episodes we're watching. Unfortunately, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, <laughs> unfortunately. Um then, because there's three more shows left, each one of us will get a show that we can lock, which means that even if our co-hosts didn't want to watch it necessarily, they're now forced to watch it. Though yes. only the person who picked it will be tasked with reviewing the episodes. The other two just have to watch and comment on what they thought of it. Um, yeah, exactly. The, the evil power of the lock. You must use it for good or evil. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, well, our old tagline used to be, we will try to use these locks for evil, not, I mean, for good and not evil. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like the, the other one better. We will try to use these locks for that evil, was back not when, good. Yeah, that was back That's when we did soft tagline. and hard locks. It was just me and Becom. And <laughs> Becom so worried at what the hell I would do. <laughs> Yeah, the having three people thing makes it uh, a little bit easier to avoid some crazier opinions, but not always. So, uh, But yeah, so we'll cover the shows one episode at a time on a weekly basis. We'll stay as close to airing time as we possibly can. Uh, and yeah, we may end up making some midseason cuts on certain shows if they go downhill. Um, and yeah, we'll have the opportunity to like replace them with another show. Uh, and mm-hmm. if our listeners like really want us to be talking about something and like we're not talking about it and they have really good reasons or they think our reasons that we talked about in these impressions episodes were really dumb, you can hit about hit us up and let us know on Twitter or Discord and we'll definitely take that into consideration before midseason. So with all that said, let's move on to our individual top picks of this season. Leo, I think you're up first. Okay, just go from ten descending. Sure. So, my number 10 was Wisteria Friends. Number 9, that time I got reincarnated as Slime. Mm-hmm. 8, Girly Air Force. 7, <laughs> yeah. Oh my I, fucking I god, liked it. Leo. You made 8, Girly Air Force. That was, that was your 8. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep watching, watching that show, honestly. Okay. I'm going to keep watching. I'm, I'm judging you hardcore on that, Leo. When do you not you judge me? <laughs> 7, Price of Smiles. Number six. Oh, Leo. Oh, Koto Leo. Buki. I, I thought we convinced you a little bit when we went over that one. I mean, but still. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. number six, Kotobuki. I know you hate it. Uh, number five, Jojo. Number four, uh, Kimurikusa. Oh! <laughs> Hi, Leo. Good kick, I really, Leo. I, I like really that. like that show. Solid uh, pick. Why is... This is so terrible. I also really like that both Leo and I have Kamurikusa one slot in front of JoJo. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I can't believe that you guys think that that show is so good. A show with a bunch of girls in cat ears that prance around. Whoa, there's one girl the with ears. Well, I mean, Jesus. it's better than JoJo, obviously. So. It's better. I'm gonna whoop both of you. Go on with your <laughs> fucking three, list of Mob Psycho 100 anime. Uh-huh. Two. 
Mm-hmm. At number two, Dororo. And number mm-hmm. one, Promised Neverland. Solid finish. Okay. Solid finish. I, I actually agree with the, the first two, but I don't know why you think Neverland is better than Dororo, but okay. I'm I'm just more interested by it, I think, at the moment. At this point, I think I just want to shit on everything you say, Leo. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, I love you, though. Should I, like, okay. read my honorable mentions, or should I just do my top ten? I don't know. No, I would just do the top okay, ten. Okay, so top ten. Number ten, Price of Smiles, just for you, cat. Mm-hmm. Number nine, mm-hmm. uh, my roommate <laughs> is a cat. Ugh. Okay, okay, uh, solid. Number eight, Jojo, Golden Wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, Kamari Kusa, one of the most interesting shows of the season uh, by far. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, number six, The Magnificent Kotobuki as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, the show Leo might have heard of before. It's called Run with the Wind. <laughs> oh, God <laughs> damn it. Yes. <laughs> number four, The Promised Neverland. Uh, number three, Domestic Girlfriend. God, what? Don't yes. make us watch that trash. You're horrible. <laughs> Number two, Dororo. And number one, Mob Psycho 102, which is just ridiculous. So, Kat, that's pretty good. Wow, that's your top number 10? one? Yeah, hmm. I really that's like it. It's a pretty it. good show. Damn. It is. Okay, so my picks, 10, Kodobuki. I actually didn't like this show all that much, but there's not much this season. Mm-hmm. Um, nine, uh, Reincarnated as a Slime, because, I mean, it's also not very good, but fuck it, it's better than most of the trash. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Um it's a low season. Eight, my roommate is a cat because it's like it just is a little piece of warms my heart. It's not anything special, but I like it. I don't get it. I'm just frustrated uh, watching that one. I know one. you don't get it, but you have cats. You I, I don't it know. It frustrates it, me because he's dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, he is dumb, but like it's just a, it's just a fluff show. It's just a show you watch and you laugh a little and you move on. I don't know. But it's enjoyable to me. So it's my number eight. Uh, number seven, Love is War, because that drama, yo, that drama. <laughs> the drams. Yes. Um, number six, Domestic Girlfriend. Oh, there's seriously like a little smut. Something wrong lives. with you two. <laughs> ranking this show. <laughs> love it. It, it. was something wrong with us. We just we just enjoy smut. Just <laughs> love the soap operas. Yes, love we love it. Um, number five, Mob Psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Run with the Wind. Wow. Oh, Leo! Something wow. seriously wrong with you two. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna shit on me because I bumped it so that we could. Oh, I was saving it for when we got the consensus picks. <laughs> okay. Um, number three, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Ooh. Uh, number two, Promise Neverland, and number one, Dororo, which I still can't <laughs> get over the weirdness of the name, but it's the best show of this season, in my <laughs> opinion. Awesome. All right, so that brings us to our top five consensus, which I'm going to start at one because for dramatic effect. So one, because we all had it ranked very highly, is Dororo. We'll definitely be mm-hmm. watching that. Number two, The Promised Neverlands. Also all had that ranked pretty high. Mm-hmm. Three, Mob Psycho 102. So I think everybody would have expected us to definitely be following those three shows this season. Like, yeah. I think they're clearly a level above most of everything else. I think the next yeah. two are, would have been more questionable. Definitely so num- the fifth one. <laughs> number four, JoJo Golden Wind. We're picking it up. So I, th- I think that's actually a very good pick. I, I think, think it is too. questionable yeah. at all. Becom has yeah. a lot to watch. I have a lot of shit to watch, <laughs> but that's okay because JoJo's fun. Wait, we're uh, planning on doing the next one two days from now? <laughs> oh, we're fucked. <laughs> we're so fucked. 
<laughs> we'll Listeners, see. I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> I really do hope you do. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, so in number five, we technically had a tie. No, I'll say technically because so uh, a certain somebody decided they looked at the rankings and thought, oh, run with the wind is it going to make it so i'm going to move it up and flat out told me this and i was like that's fucking bullshit Kat. but like i said i at least admitted to you what i did at least i didn't do what you did leo where you were like last season ooh i'm going to sneakily try to manipulate things that was behind with the, the locks scenes. the locks Come are on, different like, you can't le- do oh, that with oh, the it's rankings different. <laughs> Is it Leo? Yeah. Is it be, be calm. At one time, I was like, "Hey, did you rank this one show like this?" And I was like, "Oh no, I had perfect evidence why I didn't do that." But I was like, "Wait, we kind of decided you it's, can't do so that to manipulate the is, rankings." It's different when I do it, says Leo. No, the locks, the side of the his locks mouth. are different because uh-huh. we rotate orders. So that means <laughs> what when your lock comes up, you can actually manipulate Becom who is after you. That's I true. Don't, I I I was very straightforward with Becom. I was like, I want to do this, but if you if that you upsets can't make you, then I won't do either it. for your locks. That's fucking bullshit <laughs> Wait, that, too. That's totally valid. <laughs> you can make deals for your locks. That is a valid approach. Okay, just because you you don't have diplomacy and would rather sneak around behind the sne- scenes like a thief in the night, Leo. Maybe some of us are like that. Maybe some of us want to be a little diplomatic. Night Thief Leo. I can't get it out of my brain. Yes, Night Thief Leo. <laughs> so, okay, the, the shows that are tied at fifth are Domestic Girlfriend and Run With The Wind. However, Leo, <laughs> if you had ranked these shows against each other, which one would you have liked more to uh, watch? Fuck. <laughs> I, I have not actually seen the anime domestic girlfriend i just know from the manga okay i know what we're getting into with domestic girlfriend so that i think that makes things worse worse because maybe somehow run with the wind can redeem itself (laughs) (laughs) see i was i was for sure gonna say that you would have ranked the domestic girlfriend higher because like i mean basically looking at the hot girls as much as you but Fuck, that's what I got hentai for, you know? <laughs> yeah, because, like, basically, like, Cat ranked it, uh, Cat ranked Domestic Girlfriend six. I ranked it third. Cat ranked Run With The Wind fourth, and I ranked it fifth. You ranked both of them below tenth, which, for the, like, for the purposes of this ranking, is the same. Because it's the oh, same, they, like, I yeah, don't they wouldn't watch. even been, if I'd done the 15, they still wouldn't even have been in my 15. So then they both still would have been the same. So, okay, then I'm going to go with what I decided at the beginning. Well, no, you, no, 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 no. <laughs> let, let Leo decide oh, between no. the two of them. Okay, fine. Let, let Leo make this decision. All right, and fine. I guess that's more fair because Leo's the only one who really he's, technically hasn't had a say. He's the one that has to do this to himself. <laughs> I like it. I like it. What, what do you choose, Leo? What's oh, your poison? I'm still going to keep it how we have it because it's going to be easier to review Domestic Girlfriend. At least now I can watch Run With The Wind and oh, stare at my cat I was cat hoping instead. you would pick <laughs> Run With The Wind and no. then you would have to live with it. Oh, no, keep it you as disappoint it is. me. You okay. disappoint me, Leo. That, that makes sense. Okay. So I was going to punish Cat for her scheming slightly <laughs> and just like put Domestic Girlfriend fifth because of that. So, But that's that'll be it. So it'll be like Dororo, Promise Neverland, Mob Psycho, JoJo, Domestic Girlfriend are the rotating reviews 
for this and season. And every time you complain about it, I'll just remind you, Leah. Well, you chose. You chose this. <laughs> I was complaining either way. What the fuck is... I don't... Do you, do you want to die by a stab wound or a gunshot wound? I don't know. Uh, where, where are you stabbing me? Where are you shooting me? It doesn't. If, if what the I fu- was a serial killer, that's the kind of serial killer I which would be. Which one kills I would, me I quicker? Bring, I don't know. I would bring a, a sword and a gun, and I'd be like, "Which one do you want to die from?" <laughs> oh Jesus! So, if anybody is in that situation, it's Cat who you were talking to. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> All right, so then we come to the locks, and this time around, the lock order is going to be Cat, me, and then Leo. Leo has final lock this time. So, Cat, mm. it's your turn to lead it off. What show do you want to be your lock? What do you care about the most? What do you want to follow? Okay, so so I like I said, Leo was upset with me because I made a deal. I, I did make deals. This is my di- <laughs> diplomacy run. Um, so I'm going to pick for my lock. Um, Love is war. Kaguya sama. This is may war. end up being a mistake, but I, I think it, it might be entertaining. We'll see. Kat didn't consider the possibility that I could be betraying her. Oh, I, I thought of this, <laughs> but I, I would like to think that BCOM can be trusted in his d- d- diplomatic uh, deals. We'll see. Uh, yeah, for me, the next like couple shows that I would be considering are like Kotobuki, Kamurikusa. But man, I want to see Leo complain about Run with the Wind. So Run with the Wind <laughs> is my pick. <laughs> yeah. Very excited about that one. I just want to see how it all ends up. Like I think things the stage is set. Like even when I first when we first reviewed like the first couple episodes and we were talking about the Hakone Ekiden, I was all excited about the race itself and that's what we're going to get to see. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, so I was expecting Cat to go with Run with the Wind, which mm-hmm. would mean Bcom would have gotten Kotobuki or Kimirakusa. But due to their illegal deals. Illegal, <laughs> illegal deals. deals. Illegal I can't, deals. I can't go with Kotobuki. I have to punish Kat and go with Kimirakusa. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm honestly excited to, to see where Kimirakusa goes. This fucking I really am too. cat-eared bullshit. <laughs> She's a fox you- cat. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's actually uh-huh. damn pretty cute when she goes down the line and like they oh, <laughs> they like kind of flinch like and said. move around. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's uh-huh. like what I like about the show. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. All right. There you have it. Our locks from Kat or Kaguya-sama, Love's War, from me, Run With The Wind, and from Leo, uh, Kamurikusa. Uh, yeah. Get fucked, Boogie Pop. You suck. Yeah, <laughs> God, we much. hated that. <laughs> It, it had so much promise, too. Like, it really did have potential. Yeah. They just fucked it up. Anyway, thanks for listening. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe to us on YouTube to get updates on new podcasts or videos. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. And follow us on Twitter at Nerddom and Other for updates. And with that, we'll see you next time very fucking soon. Holy shit. See you soon. <laughs> have a Yay. good weekend, guys. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!